Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2014 and beyond. I am Ryan, as always. I run this show. I run the universe. <laughs> I'm here all by myself this week, so buckle in for two hours of greatness. Oh, shit, yeah. I don't have to be here anymore. Piss off. Ryan's going to do it himself. I don't have to do any work. Awesome. Piss off. Oh, this is great. Uh, introduce yourself, guys. Assholes. I'm James. I'm Brad. I'm Zach. Oh, hi, Zach. Hey, Zach. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, I'm slowly becoming a recurring character. Nice. <laughs> it's kind of it's like uh, when, uh, what was his face? Um, it's not Alec. Oh, it's when Will Arnett slowly became a more recurring character on 30 Rock. I'm just kind of playing my seeds there, you know? That's fine. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, if you're interested in seeing the real nerds really soon, you can see us at Anime Land Wasabi. We'll be there the Saturday, which is, I think, February, uh, March 1st. March 1st is a Saturday. But you can go there all weekend long, February 28th through March 2nd at the Denver International Airport Crown Plaza Hotel, right off Tower Road. Right? That's a cool place. Sounds like you're making this up, the way you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I can't think right now. It's because he's been doing it, like, every week for eight weeks, and this is the first time he's doing it, like, just off the top of his head. Yeah. Yeah. I can't hear anything out of these headphones, James. You're driving me crazy. I you know. Had, I'm, you, I'm you, you had one job. You can't even do that right. <laughs> my one job is to let you hear things out of a headphone? Yeah, and you didn't do it right, you dick. You'll see what my one job is. If you're wondering what the real nerds do besides going to cons, uh, we see a new movie every week and we podcast our experience. <laughs> like, stupid dick. <laughs> and we podcast our experience Should we start world. over? Man, uh, Ryan, week, did you get stoned? No, I guess. <laughs> this week we went and saw the Lego movie. Did it build up to our expectations? Stay tuned uh-huh. for the review. Now he's on there. fire. <laughs> Puntastic. Yes. Uh, we also talk about movies we've been watching through the week, movies that are coming out on Blu-ray and DVD, box office numbers, movie news, which should be really happy this week, and we also have a comic book corner. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about the... Let's, <laughs> let's unspool real news so James can get his oh, fucking God. sad Wait, shit out just, of the way. What? Oh, like it's my fault? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. This is him. the you, greatest you, thing you, I've ever you, seen. You, you <laughs> let him out of rehab too early. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, unspool the real news. All right. It's real news. So, uh, on a happy note, the Alamo Draft House is expanding in Denver. It is. Yeah, awesome. they're going to build. And we had heard this uh, from some of our from some of our waitresses who who let us in on the inside. We scoop, do have some inside um, information that they were looking at a place up by Sloan's Lake, and sure enough, that is one hundred percent true. Um, so, do they do they have a date yet? Uh, when it's going to open? Two thousand fifteen or sixteen? Yeah, yeah, just in the late two thousand fifteen, early two thousand sixteen. Um, and it's probably not the only one of those announcements they'll make this year because that's the place. Seems like it's doing really, really well, and they've. They've told us that they want to build like five of them around Denver eventually. Um, so we'll probably see another one of those announcements. Like probably before that one opens, we'll also know where the next one's opening. That's good. There um, are fun places to go see movies. We saw the Lego movie. 
yeah. movie there today. Yeah, it was great. And even with a even with a crowd full of uh, full of kids, like it was still nicer than most theaters with a crowd See, full. I of kids. forgive kids. In oh, movies. totally. Oh, totally. I, well, f- but it's a difference where like um, sometimes you're at a theater full of kids and the parents are are not even trying to keep their kids from being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one where at least the kid the parents know like okay. We got to put at least a little bit of effort into it. Um, yeah, what you want is kids who are reacting to the movie and really having fun. If they're like whining or yelling or you know just being distracting because they're not interested in the movie, like man, when I saw Rango in theaters, because that's a movie that kids just did not understand and it had no business being marketed to kids. Um, so they w- they were like getting up and running around in the theater and shit like that. Like yeah, that's annoying. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'd trip it- my kid if he ran by me, <laughs> stick out my foot. Boom. Knocked out. Watch the movie. (laughs) Did you guys ever, like, is this the most kid-oriented film that you guys have been to as the real nerds? No. Do you want to say, like, have you had bad experiences before with the... Um, No, I think most of the time we we generally just, uh, you you sort of forgive kids for it. Yeah. It's not their fault. I've Um, been to adult movies where people brought infants... There's, yeah, there's never any reason to bring an infant to a movie yeah. theater. Yeah, well, you're not allowed in the Alamo if you're under four or something. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it was elsewhere, for, but except for kids' movies. For for adult movies, if you're under six, you're not allowed in at all. Yeah, um, so anything even like with your parents, PG thirteen or above. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then for kids' movies, I think they, you know, I don't think they have a rule like that. Brad, um, was it me and you when we saw the Friday the Thirteenth remake and there was like a little kid in it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think that was one. I was uh, I was with my parents going to see um, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation back in the day, mm-hmm. which was at the same time that Spawn was in theaters. And I remember there w- there was a kid who was young, like well younger than me, and his dad was taking him to see Spawn. And I was just like, "Fuck, I don't want to see that movie." Like, I think Spawn's yeah. PG thirteen though. I I don't care. <laughs> that kid, the kid was like four. You know, it's got a like a demon clown in it. You shouldn't take it to that. Anyway. Um, whatever works best for you as you as a parent. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your parent. I am going to. So if I want to show my kid it, I'm going to show my kid it and show him scary clowns, James. Okay. <laughs> well, do it in your own home. Don't bring then, him to yeah. the theater. <laughs> Just don't bring, exactly. Don't bring him to the theater. And then when it is over, and then you say, "You see what an overrated piece of shit this is." <laughs> <laughs> see, everybody gives Stephen King like a praise and a plot. I don't get it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> more happy news. Uh, Seth Gordon's going to be directing an Uncharted movie, which I really like because he's the first person they've attached to it that I'm actually interested in seeing. Seth um, Gordon man, is the David director of version. You asshole. The King of Kong. <laughs> yes, Dave, yeah, David Seth, yeah, Seth Gordon is in The King of Kong. Um, what was the thing he just did? Horrible Bosses, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, Horrible Bosses. And bosses. I think he's still doing Horrible Bosses, too. Yeah. Um, oh, no, he is not doing he's Horrible not doing Bosses. It? No, because they put pictures of Jennifer Aniston up for the movie and they revealed all of her sexy scenes so i read through that and they're like the director not seth gordon oh okay i just wanted Um, to see jennifer aniston looking sexy (laughs) sweet that's Um, why i went to see where the millers yeah yeah i yeah i'm excited i want somebody who wants to make a name for themselves get that property and and really do something cool with it uh because i think you know it's really it's a very rich story with some really fun characters if they do it right they they've got a at least three movies on their hands, I would think. Uh, you could easily make it into something big and fun. Make Nathan, um, make Nathan Fillion an action star, finally. <laughs> Just do it. Oh, yeah. I would love it if they could. I, I would love it if they could get Nathan Fillion to do it. I think Nathan Fillion might be too old. Oh. I know. Isn't that horrible? It's he looks horrible. All, he looks like all spry ass. on that castle show. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, um, 
Right, Ryan, you've been talking a whole lot about Scream Factory. Mm-hmm. I got and my how, new Night of the Demons today. Yeah, 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 and how much you love those Blu-rays. What if the battery got its own version of the Scream Factory Blu-ray? That'd be amazing. It's like we knew that they would make it. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's too bad they're not. Oh, no, no, they totally are. Okay, they yeah, totally yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I like how yeah, we yeah. let that settle for a second. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. We're, we're going to get a Blu-ray of the battery, and not only are we going to get a Blu-ray of the battery, but it's going to be a Scream Factory, so it's going to hopefully be like chock full of awesome badass shit. And, it should. And, uh, oh, dude, some cool commentaries from those guys, because those guys are awesome. What if they contact us and they want their, our interview with them? That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Super sweet. Oh, dude, yeah. We can, we can at least give them so, pictures uh, of the Scream Factory, if you're out there listening, I've bought... About twelve of your collector's editions. So the very you know. fucking least you can do is put my podcast on your Blu-rays. <laughs> I <Yeah>. am owed. <laughs> we told you they were going to be big. We told you. Uh, and the very last piece of, of uh, sort of news before we get to the sad part um, is that we you know, the Super Bowl was this week, so we got some new trailers for stuff. Was there anything? Did you guys see? I mean, because the uh, Transformers trailer, the, trans, the Transformers <laughs> Four trailer was surprisingly interesting. Uh, that, that was the one I wrote down Actually, here because Robot Dinosaurs. Because no one said awesome. anything in it. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. There's that horrible Don't you part hurt at the my end Michael Bay. where the girl at the end is like, "Damn." Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that line that was, was horrible. Real bad. Oh, wait. But, Mark Wahlberg does say, "We gotta go." <laughs> if if I can if I can quote uh, Rafe, who, who's been on the show before, um, he texted me right away and said. Fucking Optimus Prime riding a motherfucking dragon. Fuck yeah! <laughs> there was that. Yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, twenty four. He's actually it's, it's actually Grimlock. Yeah. But then like there's a dragon earlier. Um, but still, it it looks fucking bad. I don't know the Transformers uh, mythology. Is that part? Is the dino robot dinosaur part of the mythology of Transformers? Yeah. Okay. Dino- I mean, at some point they made Dinobots. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And one Excellent. of them was Grimlock. It's got Mark Wahlberg in it. I'll go. You know, the only yeah. thing I will say it didn't have Optimus Prime saying. Uh, we have been preparing for this, or whatever. Whatever is one line yeah. is in every single movie that we have not been prepared, or he's, something. He's stupid. got a new face, but uh, sure. but yeah, twenty four is really the one that was. Um, well, the thing that was the genius thing about it was it kept on like hinting at something. Yeah, they would show people running, and then it go boom boom. Yeah. Then at the end, when it finally was Jack Bauer just shooting people, it was awesome. Is it is it a new TV series? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay, with I, a James I, Bond title. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah another day. Uh, get it day because twenty four. Yes. Yeah. Did the Captain America trailer ever show? Cause yeah, it did. It was it was, it was right very, at the beginning. It was right at the beginning. Uh, yeah. I didn't see it then. And it honestly, it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't very good. Well, the like, problem I don't, is I don't think it's only, as good as the normal. They only one. get thirty seconds. Yeah. So like, oh, here's three million dollars. Better put something quick because even the Spidey trailer, he went online afterwards. There was like a four minute trailer. Right. Yeah. yeah. That Which was, is yeah. fucking super spoilery, like you <laughs> said. Oh yeah, it's um, really spoilery. Spoiler, yeah. spoilerific as I've seen. Yeah. I, I, that movie looks so much better every time I keep watching a trailer for it. Oh yeah, I'm excited to see it. I just I know I could write you the movie now, like, <laughs> which is a shame. Yeah. Um, or yeah, I'd lo- I'd love it if I were surprised, but hey, we live um, in an age of comic book movies, guys. Let's just enjoy it because they might be gone. Oh hell someday. yeah! I mean, I oh, still yeah. I still think there'll be a, a couple surprises in the Spidey movie because there's so much going on. They're gonna have to because yeah. they have to get build up to a third one. Yeah, you know, so. I mean, of course, the big surprise that they're trying not to surprise is Gwen Stacy dying. Mm-hmm. But everybody, knows, like, <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a shot in the trailer where Peter Parker has his mask off. In the thing where Gwen Stacy is falling and he's crying, going "No!" Yeah. I don't know if he's saying no, but yeah, yeah, it's. I'm like, "Come on, guys!" At least oh, he's yeah. not going "No!" We just found out that Padme had died. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, Padme. So the big news was that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman died this week. Yeah, um, <clears throat> which fucking sucks. 
It was uh, that was a bit of a shock. Uh, yeah, I called Maddie. Maddie's a huge um, Paul Thomas Anderson fan, so he's by proxy a huge Philip Seymour Hoffman fan. I called him up and told him immediately what happened. He could not believe it. Like he was like freaking. Like he was ecstatically upset by that whole thing. But yeah, um, if you read online, Aaron Sorkin did a, a bit about. Uh, uh, he said Philip Seymour Hoffman's death saved ten other people from the same fate. And the reason that they said that is because it, he talked to Sorkin one day and said, if you and I were to die of a drug overdose, it would save 10 people because people would pay attention to it. Mm. I just thought that was like, it, it sucks that he had that addiction and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I mean, I really wish it hadn't happened, but that, that piece kind of struck me that Sorkin would say something like that. And it was very poignant, like very, it's kind of like a interesting, like, sight of what both Heath Ledger had problems with and mm-hmm. what Philip Seymour Hoffman obviously had problems with. Cause I had no idea he was a heroin addict at all. No, neither did I. Yeah. Well, he um, just got out of rehab though, like literally 10 days before he died. Yeah. And he was, yeah. I was just reading an article and he was a, a big heroin addict for a long time. Then he stopped for 20 years and I don't know what made him relapse. Yeah. Which is really sad. Yeah. Um, I hope it wasn't the ma- the master at all. It's definitely in the Hunger Games. <laughs> the Hunger Games. <laughs> like, I can't believe we have to say yeah, this shit. Right. Oh well, sure? my fault. We were trying to avoid it for that long. It's that silence. It's dead. <laughs> no, it's he plays a heroin addict in a movie. What movies play a heroin addict in? It's not one of the PTA it's, films. No, it's a. Uh... Oh god! It's a, no, it's an independent movie. I know he does. The, yeah. the, is it before the devil knows you're dead? Yes. Or? Yeah, That's before it. the devil yeah. knows you're dead. Oh man, I forgot about that movie. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's, it's a really shitty one because like he was a guy that every single movie he was in. There, honestly, some of the weird ones that I started to think of right after I heard the news were like little movies like Nobody's Fool with Paul Newman, where he just plays like the shitty neighborhood cop. Um, but just how much fun he is in that movie, and that, that was true of every role he was in. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, of course, the first things that like the big ones are your Capotes and your Hunger Games, I guess, but. Um, you're the master stuff like that that he sort of got his name out there for but i actually um, think boogie nights might be my favorite totally. of his performances because oh, i yeah. as i don't ex- I, I expect it but i don't i still don't expect that move that he makes on Wahlberg, which yeah. is always like a kind of a surprise like you you can't believe he went that character went that far and he shows like how impulsive that character is like the the beauty of his acting is in the way he's able to time himself and know exactly when to take which action and yeah. some actors will kind of go in and out of that and they'll like jump too soon or something like that they don't have a sense of timing well i think that's uh, really true for him and even to take movies um like mission impossible 3 oh, where he is amazing in, in mission impossible 3 when he's on the uh the, the cargo plane flying back with Ethan, mm. and he says, "You have a wife. You have a wife. Yeah, we'll find her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll find her. so good. We'll kill her. <laughs> I want to go watch that movie right now, man. But yeah, it's it's a bummer, and you just uh, that's why drugs and stuff like that make no sense to me. Yeah, and the sad thing is, is people who are addicted to stuff like that usually die that way. Yeah. Um. Well, they were talking about it in the Sorkin article. He's like, uh. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman didn't die of a heroin overdose. He died of heroin. Yeah. And he, this was one of the most beautifully written lines on drug addiction period that I've ever read. Um, you got to stop pretending to yourself that he took too much and it didn't take the right amount that day. Yeah. He died because of heroin, not Mm -hmm. because of an overdose. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that was so poignant. Like just like the effect that, you know, drugs have on 
the culture and stuff like that. Yeah. And even it extends out to any substance abuse, you know, alcohol or, you know, Oxycontins and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. And we lost a great talent because of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least he didn't have to do his last scene in the Hunger Games, which is. He's still going to be there. They're going to digitize it. Yeah, no, I heard that he only uh, had one more scene to do. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's good. At least they don't have to have the Paul Walker issue on their hands. The way to say it is, at least we'll get to see him in one yeah, more film. True. Yeah, it, Hunger that's Games. That's the way to. Hunger Games Mocking J Part 2 will be his last performance. God damn it. I'm going to go then. <sighs> I like the Hunger Games. You guys are weird that you don't. I, yeah. I I'm like. Sorry. No, I, I think no, we're not. <laughs> It's, You're weird that you like it. It's it's battle royale with with PG thirteen and Faroo and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big fan. Anyway, I like Jennifer Lawrence. Me too. That's the news. Thanks, it was, James. It wasn't too sad. Yeah, not too no, sad. Not at all. Yeah. No. I did, I did my movie. best, guys. Brad, what do you want to do next? What do I want to do? Yeah. Uh, let's rock some people with some mail. Do we have mail? Oh, we do have. We have one shining example of mail. Is it actual mail? It is actual mail. Feed mail! I I wanted to do the sad shit first so James can bring the podcast down halfway through it. No, yeah, you just kill the podcast early and then we have to drag it back no, up out no, of the mud. We, Guys, this is sadder than the episode of Sesame Street where Mr. Hooper died. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we got another email from Randy, and he says me again. Sweet! Hi. I uh, wanted to first thank you guys for doing your top ten comics. It was way cool. I keep listening to it. I want to try some of those stories out now, including the Spider-Man ones. Yeah. Wow. Another fan. <laughs> <laughs> On to movies and such. Justified is such a good show. Yeah. I grew up in West Virginia, so some of that I am strangely familiar with. Wow. <laughs> Love <laughs> everything in the show. <laughs> well, he says he says West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia is a very different place. He comes up to you, James. You have no idea how similar my life is. <sighs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some classic horror such as Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraiser, etc. I've not yet heard your thoughts on reboots for some of those, Ryan. Would you mind sharing? Uh, yeah, sure. The uh, the Halloween one, the director's cut, is way better if you see the Rob Zombie one. Halloween 2 is a little too unusual. It still has some great things. I don't like the the white horse with right. Cherry Moon Zombie. I, I, I think it has a great message, though. Um, and it has one of the most gruesome kills that no one ever talks about where Michael Myers saw some dude's head off with a broken piece of, piece of windshield. Yep. I think that's only in the unrated cut though. Um, I the, think, and, and, and in that cut, it has the better ending. Uh, I, I, I love that ending. Yeah. Although I didn't like Michael talking. Yeah. But, but I love that ending and what it represents. Yeah. I think I we've talked about it before. I prefer that cut over anything. Oh else. yeah. Yeah. I, I think both his director's cuts uh, superior. It's superior. Uh, my biggest issue with um, Rob Zombie as a writer is I think sometimes he doesn't write teenage girls well. I think he gives them horrible mouths, and I don't think sometimes they talk that way. It, to oh, me it sounds, oh, I thought you meant like ugly mouths. No, it, it sounds to me <laughs> that he he's talking. It's Rob Zombie talking through the character, opposed to right. a character talking that way. I can see where it comes. I've, I've, I think we, yeah, we've actually talked about this before. I've seen, I've seen teenage girls that talk like that. It's not that unnormal. Oh my god, I've been in this conversation before. Yeah, yeah. we're in the. Oh, oh my shit. god, deja vu. <laughs> um, oh. As for Friday the Thirteenth, I actually think it's one of the best reboots they've done. Um, it kind of gets the essence of who Jason uh, you're is. Talking Brad, the, you're uh, talking about you, the the Platinum Dooms one. Yeah, yeah. Brad, did you like the Friday the Thirteenth remake? I thought it was okay. I haven't seen it since the theater though. Because Platinum Dune started making those like more action movies than like mm-hmm. slasher films, right? Yeah. Um, also, too, I would recommend getting the Killer Cut on Blu-ray. They, th- 
the theater cut's good, but it seems there's something missing. The killer cut is actually um, the story plays out differently. Um, it's not the same story towards the end. It's really interesting how, mm. and it's interesting how when editors and movie people get their hands on something, yeah, and you can see how they play with it. Um, because in the 2009 Friday the 13th, there's a part where um, Whitney escapes Jason, and she gets to the house, and then you know her brother finds her, and then they get away. In the killer cut, Jason actually catches her again and brings her back and locks her up again. Uh, and then it plays out differently, and the deaths are a little more gruesome, and it it stretches. The I think the cut ends up being about ten fifteen minutes longer. Hmm. Okay. Um. So they it changes the pacing of the movie. It's pretty good. I, I like. I I mean I'm I'm not a. I maybe and I've talked about it. I'm not a huge Friday the Thirteenth like fanboy, but I I didn't think it was a terrible remake. I hmm. just I just felt like it's it's kind of. I didn't expect anything out of it because I'm like, oh, the first Friday the 13th, everybody knows it's Jason, so you can't do the mother surprise again. Mm. You know, that was like the yeah, that was the only flaw that I saw in them ever remaking it. So. Yeah, and you know they're talking about remaking it without Jason in it, which doesn't make any sense. That'd be stupid. What would it be? <laughs> I don't know. Something Friday the 13th Part Five. Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, I haven't seen in a little bit. I, I do like Jacko, Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy Krueger. I think it's the superior of the platinum dunes reboots it's different yeah um yeah it's that that hole where they're trying to twist it on whether or not kruger might be innocent or not i thought was a very nice addition to something that could have just been stale yeah because you know the thing that i always said about uh, nightmare on elm street movies the first one's brilliant i think the second one is better than people give it credit for yeah um The the third one is is pretty good too. The fourth one it starts getting a little silly. Fifth one, the fifth is one ridiculous. is really silly. The sixth one I can't even I can't stand. So uh, poor. <laughs> yeah, um, the seventh one I think is way ahead of its time. Oh, new nightmare. Yeah, new nightmare. It's is, scream before scream. Yeah, new nightmare is a genius piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Freddy versus Jason, which is great. <laughs> yeah, it's an Abbott and Costello movie. I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fun. Um, Hellraiser, I haven't. Um, I, I like the first one. Um, I actually think the second one is better. Uh, Hellraiser, yeah. They did so they rebooted Hellraiser. Uh, no, they're going to though. Oh, I never. Um, I've never followed Hellraiser. I don't think I've ever seen one of them. You know, I watched them because Scott Derrickson, who I really like, who directed Sinister and The Exorcism of Emily Rose, directed the fifth part. So I decided to watch them all. And mm-hmm. he's from Den- he's from and Colorado. he's from Denver. And he just co-wrote The Devil's Knot on the yep. West Memphis Three movie. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a and he's working on a supernatural cop priest movie that sounds really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like some reboots. I like the Chainsaw Massacre reboot. Um, the beginning one was actually well acted. Yeah, it was for Arlie Ermey and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great in that. So yeah, I mean, I like all horror movies. Um, hopefully that answers some of your question. Next is McG. Have any of you watched Supernatural? I could swear I've seen his name in the credits. I've watched up to season seven and think it's a great show. If you're not watching, you're missing out. I have never watched it. I know, didn't one of your ex-girlfriends, Brad, really love Supernatural? Oh, look at you. I tried to forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched a few of the first season. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had no what's interest it, in what's it. What's it about? It's about these uh, two actually sam and dean i still remember their names um they're two brothers who their dad just like disappeared one day super based on like something supernatural mm-hmm. um they're kind of on a quest to like yeah figure out what happened it's to like them. a monster of the week show it's kind of yeah, yeah there's a monster okay. week in between their quest yeah fair enough like a slightly more supernatural x-files right 
I guess, yeah. Wow, uh, shit, I can't believe. I think it's on its control. ninth season now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's and, that's and unbelievable. It is honestly on the like <laughs> my list of shame of TV shows because I people tell me that all the time. I know. And it I'm, seems I bet like I would love we it. have I to just, watch because yeah. it's so popular. But I don't know. Nothing's really popped up on me that we should watch it. From what I saw, I feel like it survives more on like girls crushing on the leads than mm. the uh, actual quality of the. <laughs> Story, but again, so there you the go, Randy. Uh, Brad just said that you only watch that show because you're attracted to the guys. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think McGee is part of that show. To tell you the truth, I wouldn't be surprised if it's good. Then McGee might be involved in it because McGee makes well, yeah. good things. Yeah. Um, McGee just needs to change his fucking name. I know. Why is he? I think his name's like Joseph McGinnis or something. Yeah. He, yeah. If if you said that name, I'd be like, oh yeah, he sounds like a good director. <laughs> we can call him McDees. He'd be a delicious director. Uh, the last thing I got to ask as I hear guests on the podcast every now and again, why do I have to punch? Who do I have to punch? Brad, maybe to see you what guys do a podcast in person. Um, Thanks again. You guys rock. Um, yeah, you can punch Brad and then we'll wa- no. watch the show. Yeah, yeah no, that's no, the deal. You, you don't have to do that at all. Yeah, I, no, no, no. You have to. Punch I only Brad. got I only got to punch him in the forehead. So if, I, if we can punch him like other places, then, you know, I'll be coming <laughs> on here much more often. Um, Randy, answer your question. Anytime you want to be on Real Nerds Podcast, email us. We see movies usually on Fridays and we record Friday night or we can um, – you know, you work at Mile High Comics. I've always wanted to interview Chuck for our show, so um, maybe one day we can interview Chuck and interview you at Mile yeah. High Comics and be mobile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And go also, there and talk to you. Um, we'll be at uh, Denver Comic Con. We will be at Denver Comic Con. all kinds of stuff there. So. You know, we should probably look on their website. Do they have registration yet? Uh, uh, for press? <laughs> I, I'll send Tone an email. We'll take care of it. Yeah, I mean, we are in tight with them. Yeah. And also Kimberly. She's nice. Yeah. We are unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con so you can expect it to be we are and the Denver Comic Con are the people that hooked us up with Anime Land Wasabi so Mm. um, I'm looking forward to that one that one should be fun I got to get Jim Cummings to sign my Darkwing Duck DVD set that would be awesome (laughs) I want to really sign it on the terror that flaps in the night can can you make him sign it this way (laughs) 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 it was really it was really cool I I was reading an article of um, comic book resources interviewed Michael Uslin um, for you know oh, Batman stuff, I know I said, I said, hey you guys, you can listen to our interview with Michael Uslin. Do you see he's a producer on the Lego Movie? He is, he yeah. is, he is because yeah. of Batman. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. Thanks for the mail, Randy. We appreciate it. Brad, what are we doing next? Uh, let's give people some box office stats. Awesome. This is the box office stats. Box Office Mojo, your one place to stop and check out all box office stats. The number one movie, yet again, was Ride Along. Wow. Did anybody here see this? Nope. No. No. Uh, Three weeks, I, number one. I finally started it. understanding that Kevin Hart's funny, but I kind of just don't care. Yeah. yeah. Is that, isn't that that strange? Like, he's just one of those comics, like, he's funny, but I just don't care. No, it's... He's loud and he talks fast. Yeah. That's all I seem to know. <laughs> he's kind of like Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I just shot the shotgun out of my ass. Or what's the... Joke that everyone says is funny when he's shooting the shotgun and right along that like oh that's a major selling point of the movie yeah and when I see it I'm like meh yeah the uh, I I was watching Grudge Match uh, the other day and I thought he and Alan Arkin were the only funny people in the movie like I just wanted to see them box at one point <laughs> <laughs> perhaps perhaps on a cooler note is that Frozen is number two on week eleven cooler note ooh brought back yeah. up how much Look at that pun man uh, it made nine million dollars it's, it's the so it's been a slow it's the oh yeah yeah no it's a bad but it's, it's a, the second highest yeah. total for eleventh week film of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's yeah. crazy. I, I mean, it, it, it just wonderful. barely, just barely made more money than that awkward moment that nobody saw. 
So yep, and then but also no one else saw was Labor Day. Oh, really? That that kind of well, I guess that makes sense. It's more of a drama that wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, because they tried to put it out early and get generate buzz for it, but all the buzz was generated was negative. So that backfired. We got this. Well, what do we do? Let's stick it in January. (sighs) Poor Jason Reitman. Yeah. I'm he, gonna still go see it. I love yeah. his work. Yeah, I'm sure. And even I, if it sucks, I will still love his work. Yeah, like, we're, we're probably still gonna add one song, one stinker. Even if it sucks, we're probably still gonna like it. Probably. Yeah. See, that's I like the parts of see. It. This you just proved my point that that's how you go into David O. Russell movies that no. they're gonna suck, and that you're just like, oh, I'll give Jason Reitman a, a break because I like him. <laughs> wait, wait, just prove my point, James. No, unbelievable. No, no. no, what I just said is exactly what we always say, which is that you want to like it. You go into a movie wanting to like it. So the fact that I tried so fucking hard to want to like American Hustle, and he still, still made me frustrated and made me hate him, that's how bad fucking American Hustle is. Move his, the fucking uh, show along. His uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies is moving forward. Oh, great. For David O. Russell? He wrote the screen adaptation for that. Let's hope it takes well, so long. So it's that... so it's just going to be about as boring as American Hustle was. Oh, oh. oh. stay right. tuned for Zach Eastman's review of American Hustle. <laughs> Brad, what are, we, what are we doing next? We're gonna <laughs> tell people what DVDs and Blu-rays are coming out. Really? Nice. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Ender's Game is the big one. Is that um, available on Laserdisc as well? No. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not getting it then. <laughs> I'm uh, like spending $100 on, yeah. on big RPM discs. If, I was hoping uh, for a Criterion Edition Laserdisc. And oh. <laughs> um, that's one of those movies beta. that I think back when we saw it, I think, yeah, if you didn't see it in theaters, you should check that out on Blu-ray. Yeah. And I like Game. Yeah. Um, the last season of Sherlock is out this week. Um, there's a The latest season of Sherlock. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, not the last, <laughs> the, 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 the most latest. recent. <laughs> I can stop avoiding spoilers. Um, <laughs> uh, and there, yeah, it's a, shoot, I don't have it wide enough, it's a diamond edition of the oh, Jungle yeah. Book. That'll, yeah. be in my, that'll be in my mail on Tuesday. Ooby <laughs> <laughs> doo, I want to be like you. Up to dooby dooby. It's a uh, cute movie. Yeah. Oh, Not totally. one of oh, Disney's no. deepest movies, but it's really well animated and the music's really good. Oh, it. yeah. That no, was the last classic. thing he did. It is. Yep. Well, his last one that was released in his lifetime, he was working on 101 Dalmatians. That's true. That was his last production effort, yeah. But, um, and he told uh, the animators that it looked like shit. <laughs> For Jungle Book? Uh, 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> I, uh, the animators were just like I, really I like hope the they freeze your head. <laughs> well, by that time, like they were, the animators were really old, so they were just recycling a lot of the previous animations. Yeah, what they did, a lot of people think that you you know we've brought up Robin Hood before. Yeah, I actually watched a documentary on it, and I went and read it. What they did is they would take the animations from previous ones and just paint over them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So the there's a scene in Robin Hood that they painted over um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs where they're dancing. and That's... Hmm. So it's not the same, but it kind of is. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robert Redford's All is Lost comes out this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's like the only line he has in that movie and it's it's really pretty damn good. Well, he talks on the radio too. Yeah, yeah. No, he does. He does. He I'm just... On the radio. But, yeah. that's the, but that's the big line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting movie. Did you, did you see it? Yeah, I loved yeah, it. Yeah. I thought it was um, good. Yeah, 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 it's it's good. Um, the Best Man Holiday comes out. Oh, on shit. Um, That's what they all look like on the cover. It's, uh, <laughs> it's you know, it's a holiday movie, uh, but... <laughs> they all look... They all look suspiciously happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it that family, family Guy joke where during the Family Guy episode, this 
ad comes up for the next Fox show. Like shoving buddies? And, yeah, shoving, shoving buddies are slowly turning um, suspicious. I forget what it's called. <laughs> I like the one like. where uh, it's uh, two guys back to back, and he goes, this guy, this guy, <laughs> both of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first season of The Americans is coming out this week, which I... I liked I, it. I liked it. I don't, it like, it's got a lot of buzz around it, but, uh, you know... It's it's I, it's I a it's slow fun. burn, yeah. Slow burn to a fun finish yeah. kind of vibe with the first couple of episodes. Yeah, it's worth checking out if you haven't given a chance yet. Uh, the Counselor, the shittiest movie of the year. You're the worst. Uh, I'm actually really excited to get it. That this will be in my mail on Tuesday because I'm really did excited you, to did give you it a chance. It? Yeah, so you have to let me borrow it. Yeah, uh, no, I will. Because um, I want to see Cameron Diaz's voice dubbed. <laughs> it's not. That's the worst part. Like she's she weird. She is unfortunately the worst part of that movie. Um, and and that's, really that's let that movie go to shit. He didn't let it go to shit. Like, you haven't even seen it. Um, know, his just, brother just died. <laughs> that's why it's so So that's dark. why he lost focus? No, no, it's not about focus. It's That movie is really, really dark. It's very nihilistic. And, yeah. um, no, I want to see it. You know, I wanted yeah. to see it, with it before it came out. I just, uh, It's always funny reading other critics' reviews. I mean, the Entertainment Weekly guy said that was the worst movie of the year. I, and that, the whole, my whole How? mind is saying, the worst movie of the year? Did you see Texas Chainsaw 3D? Yeah. There's no way that movie's yeah, well, worse than that. He's he's going on, like, they don't, what was that? Leonard Maltin doesn't even go to see those horror movies anymore. He, he'll send a, he sends another person to do it. Yeah. Or he doesn't review it at all. Like, some of these people, like, I don't think Owen Gilberman goes and watches horror movies, which is, mm. which stinks, because that's part of your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, no, well, that think, is your job. Yeah, I think is. horror movies are unfairly maligned sometimes in, yeah. cri- in uh, the critic circle. They, you know, they turn their nose up to that stuff. That's why yeah. it's up to podcasts Man. like this to right. properly review them. And that's the right. issue is that, yeah, then what you get is people saying that, like, The Counselor is the worst movie of the year. And I can't like, imagine it's that bad. Really? Like, did you even see movies this year? Because yeah. I could name... I don't know. Let's see. I saw 107 movies, and The Counselor was almost in my top 20, but not barely. So that means I could probably give you at least 75 movies from this <laughs> year that weren't as good as The Counselor. The the, the like, CW guy should have watched uh, should have watched Live Free or Die Hard. Or yes, not, not, not Live Free or Die Hard. I'm sorry. Uh, a Good Day to Die Hard. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That movie is head and shoulders way worse. Than I didn't, that. Th- I didn't oh. understand the story of Live or Good A Good Day to Die Hard cuz like it was so Neither that's did how the writers. Yeah, that's how scrambled it is. <laughs> uh. Should be very simple. John McClane's just having another bad day for the fifth time in yeah. a row. <laughs> but he's on vacation. I'm on you vacation. Yeah. I'm on vacation. Last time I said I was on vacation. I'm still on vacation. Is it funny yet? And, and the whole time no, like, wait, when did he ever say he was on vacation? He never he, he was that- never on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it was never a vacation. And the counselor's the worst movie. Ah, uh, yeah, but the counselor's the worst movie of the year. Um, That's the updated version of Pearl Harbor sucks, right? Is the counselor sucks. <laughs> the counselor sucked. Uh, Naomi Just Wall. a little bit more than American Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> That's James' version. Uh, That's horrible. Blue Jasmine. <laughs> uh, in our film explosion, I wanted so bad to put American Hustle as my number one movie. Just <laughs> yeah, just, just a man. I'm glad you chose Saving Mr. Banks. So it's something I never would have really expected out of you. Really? But, yeah, but when you put it up there, I'm like, Oh, James has a heart. <laughs> no, I love that movie, though. Yeah. I watched it again recently. Did you? Yeah. I already pre-ordered it. It doesn't yeah. even have a date for it to be released yet. <laughs> it's just like, just get it in my house. Well, that's how I got Monsters University. Didn't you know I ordered it? Yeah. It shows yeah, yeah. up in my house. I'm like, oh, yeah, I ordered that when it came out. I have to be careful with that stuff because sometimes I do that, and then if I don't notice when I go back to that page that Amazon's telling me I already ordered it, I could theoretically order it again. Really? Mm. Yeah. Um, I haven't done it yet, but yeah, it's, I've gotten close. They kind of hide that on you, too. They're like, you ordered this item, and it's like right. this big. Yeah. Well, because on some things, maybe you did That works really well on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like this big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, It's huge, like Brad's dick. Anyway, uh, Naomi Watts' Diana comes out this week. 
Uh, so if you, you know, Brad, you don't feel like uh, you chiming to. in on anything. Uh, no, I was trying to. You, get you did it. You justice. He wants that. Naomi Watts as Diana on his dick. That's what we talked about. Right? I love Naomi Watts. She's so pretty. Uh, she, I, Remember I, that scene in that ring where she's in the well and her shirt's totally see-through and you can see her nips? It's great. <laughs> you know she's but, like fully naked in other movies, right? What? <laughs> 21 grams? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but to, to watch that, you but have to see But it's through the t-shirt. It makes with, it so much more... It yeah, just makes provocative. it so much more naughty. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, she's an investigative reporter. Oh my God, I love your credentials. Ugh. <laughs> 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 James is still telling us releases, right? Anyway, uh, yeah, no, sorry, I blacked out. Um, I yeah, uh, Carrie Russell's Austin Land comes out this week, oh, which is a little indie you. movie about a woman who really likes Jane Austen. And then finally, they're they're releasing another big uh, edition of uh, the Rocky collection. Cool. Uh, which this one I might pick up because I don't have those on Blu-ray. You gonna buy um, the DVD? And I <laughs> was inspired that I kind of really want to get those Blu-rays this week by something that I watched. Well, where's the over-the-top Blu-ray? That's what I want to know. It oh, exists. Does it really? Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's only got a theatrical trailer on it. Uh, I want a bummer. commentary by Stallone on that movie. Because, I mean, if nothing says love like arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put my hand over his head, and then we did a real wrestle thing, and then that was the movie. And I had a kid in here. <laughs> oh, my God. I drive a truck. He does, that, he does commentary. That, com- that kid had no business being in that movie. You know, right? you know that, right? <laughs> clearly, clearly he does commentaries just like Schwarzenegger, where he just describes what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> this is a pretty good part right here. <laughs> this is the part where I say it's not a tumor. <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> it's because I have a headache. <laughs> the kid is giving me a headache. God. Brad, what's next? Asshole. <laughs> uh, I think we're ready to either do comic books or uh, talk about what we watched. Cool. Comic books. Oh, I, I have a treat for you guys this week. Is it Spider-Man? No. What? What? What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. I haven't done Spider-Man in so long, you fucking asshole. Well, except for the ten Spider-Man books that he did. For I did not do ten Spider-Man <laughs> books. You're a liar. <laughs> I know. You don't even listen to our own shit. I was Fuck. here, and I wasn't listening. I know. Um, <laughs> I have three comic books for you. I'm going to give you a little Whoa. bit of something for everybody. Um, the first comic I have is it's, it's going to shock you guys, maybe. Okay. It's Mega Man issue 32. Not shocked. I'm um, not shocked. You have him tattooed on your body. I do. <laughs> um, but why, why I chose this one is. I mean, they're kind of silly Archie comics, so they're not really deep, except yeah. for this issue. There's no civil war in the Mega Man universe. Exactly. <laughs> this issue, they're fighting this thing called Raw Moon, who is um, turning all the robots against each other, and Dr. Wily has to use Mega Man to beat Raw Moon. And uh, after the issue previous, they're fighting him, and Mega Man realizes he can't beat Raw Moon. The only way he can beat him is by overloading his circuits. And by overloading his circuits, he ceases to exist. And um, there's this great three pages where he's talking to Dr. Wiley. And, you know, Dr. Wiley's his arch nemesis. And he mm-hmm. says, you know, Dr. Wiley, the only way I can do this is if I overload my system and shoot him a bunch with a super weapon, I guess. And Dr. Wiley says, well, if you do that, you could zap yourself out of existence. And he turns and says, you're right. And so he starts doing it. And he looks back at Dr. Wiley and says, if there's any part of me, please bring him back to my father. And he runs in there and blows up this moon. <laughs> it is badass. I'm like, oh. And then Mega Man died at the end. Oh, no. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, But don't worry. They, they rebuilt him. Good. They had the technology. And, uh, they did. <laughs> um, the, the next issue, they rebuild him and he saves Dr. Wiley from going to prison because Dr. Wiley helped Mega Man beat mm-hmm. Rob Moon. So it was just it was a really cool adult moment in a really kiddie book where yeah. you know Mega Man says you know what? I'm going to sacrifice myself 
It was great. Um, the second one is Serenity, which is the new um, Zach Whedon and George's Jaunty. Um, it's really funny. It picks up right at, uh, about, I think it's eight months after the movie. Cool. Um, there's something about Jaunty, how he um, paces his books that make him really easy to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really good at it. Uh, basically, everyone's looking for Mal, and uh, they're trying to find him because... People are saying what they found at the end of Spoilers for Serenity. They found the planet where everybody was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Alliance is saying, oh, that's fake. You know, that's just, you know, people making it up. And then there's other people saying that it's true. So now they're searching for the him. And that's the first issue. It's pretty good. Cool. Right on. Um, and the last thing is Empire of the Dead, which is the new George Romero uh, zombie book. Wait, 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 wait. George Romero's doing comic books now? Yeah. It's a, it's a Marvel book called Empire of the Dead. <laughs> Um, it's written by George Romero. Um, what I really liked about this book is it takes place after the zombie apocalypse. And if you've followed Romero's career, oh, it takes place after the zombie. Like, well, it's they've they've oh, like they've actually all died down. No, they've found a way to they've found a way to basically domesticate them. Okay, um, so it's you, like so the it's apocalypse not like is land, over. It's not like Land of the Dead. It's it's like the continuation. If you've watched Romero's movies, yeah. if you start with Night of the Living Dead, you know it starts. Dawn of the Dead is them starting to overwhelm everybody. Day of the Dead is I'm trying to figure out, is there a way we can domesticate these yeah. um, ghouls? Can we reward them? And this book just opens with this lady, and she's walking around and saying, oh, yeah, I'm looking for a smart zombie. And she's, they said, well, there's one right there. He's he's delivering mail. She's like, no, that's not smart. He's just remembering what he used to do. I'm looking for one that can solve problems, blah, 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 blah. And it has a cool backstory where... Um, this general says well why do you care so much you know they're stupid we should just kill them she says well let me tell you a story and she tells a story of the first it's basically night of the living dead and um if you've seen the original night of the living dead um barbara is the lead person in it and what her, yeah her brother johnny teases her and he dies yeah at the end of the movie he shows up and drags her out of the house right and then and then unfortunately the the, that movie started the weird tradition of the black guy always dying in yeah, a horror exactly. movie. <laughs> um, but so what he does in this book is he takes over from when Barbara's dragged out of the house. Hmm. And um, so Johnny, the zombie's dragging her through the barn and he's about to eat her. And she says, wait, don't you remember me? Don't you remember me? And the zombie stops. Ooh. And um, then the police uh, guys show up. And if you've seen the ni- end of the night of the living dead, you know, the police actually kill Ben. Right. And so they're going to about to shoot and kill Barbara, but her brother zombie jumps in front of it. And so that's her sister. So she says that her older brother as a zombie remembered who he was. And if there's a way we can do that, then uh, it will be better for it. So it's a really interesting story. I kind of want to see that as a movie. Yeah. Uh, And then at the end, it turns out there's vampires too. Whoa. What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's like vampires in it. So I don't know. I mean, this is just the first, um, the first it took 50 something years for George yeah. Romero to go now vampire well, he made a great, he made a great vampire movie called Martin if you've never seen it no but throwing him into yeah. that mythology well, well it's interesting because he did these flashbacks in the book of people that are um, high society mm-hmm. and why are they this way and it turns out it's because the reason they're not affected is because they're vampires and so the last is them uh, feeding on people and this zombie who was a doctor is saying oh undead but not like me and it's, it's a really fascinating book mm. um so i can't wait to see what it 
how it that, continues. Um, that sounds like that book that you you talked about recently, where oh, there, yeah. were the, there were the vampires <laughs> who, who who didn't who wanted to fight the zombies because the, they can't feed on the zombies. Yeah, that's Max Brooks Extinction Extinction Parade. Yeah, which is a lot more violent and it's not so. Um, it's really slow moving. Yeah. Um, now it's in its fourth issue, and it's like every other month. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they're just realizing that if the zombies eat all the people, then the vampires have no one to eat. Yeah. So they're kind of the same, but with George Romero's like commentary on right life. Yeah. So yeah, pick up all three of those books. Cool. I, like Colorado Coins, I, I, I just love that idea. Like now, vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next, we're gonna throw in some werewolves. <laughs> and then when you actually look at the cover of Empire of the Dead, it's a zombie with two um, vampire puncture wounds in it. I'm like, oh, ah, didn't even notice that. There we go. Huh. And that, my friends, was the comic book corner. Hey, what we've been watching? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Zach, what have you been watching this week? What have I watched? Um, I went through a uh, couple different things. I finally saw The Hobbit 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I nice. was going to make that joke. <laughs> I already did it. Um <laughs> <laughs> There can only be room for one uh, lyrical Breaking genius here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's obviously Jesus. Um, oh. I, uh, I, hate, I hate him, too. I Did hate you, him too. Do you hear what he said? Like, he's this generation's John Lennon? No, he's not. He's not even, <laughs> <laughs> he's not even this generation's Kanye West. You hear that, <laughs> you hear that Kanye? You hear what Zach said? I'm coming after you. You're not John Lennon. Kanye now. East. <laughs> um... Watched The Hobbit 2, which did not star Kanye, and um, I actually liked it a lot more than Hobbit 1, because yeah. uh, the first Hobbit, I was like, yeah, we're going back to Middle Earth. Oh, this is kind of boring. <laughs> now I see what Kevin Smith's been talking about in all those Clerks movies. He's just like, there's just people walking to a volcano. <laughs> it was really boring when you show every bit of the process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, we, we have to cross this certain section of the forest. This could take hours, young Hobbit. <laughs> You can kind of just go from the dinner scene to, you know, Smog's castle. Like, yeah, kind of. You'd be like, yeah. well, we're here. How did we but, get there? Yeah. We traveled by map. Them fighting no, you orcs can't. and trolls? No, because the first movie I, I, was about I'm just glad that, that there was no Tom Bombadil in there. Go like, oh, yeah, the fans didn't like that. I didn't put him in Lord of the Rings. I'm going to put him in The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Tom Bombadil's like the worst Lord of the Rings character on the planet. Yeah. He's about as useless as Scrappy Doo. <laughs> whoa whoa he gives he gives frodo and the hobbits berries and a place to stay that's pretty much it and he yeah. has a whole chapter dedicated to him yeah that's a weird like two chapters yeah um but i like the second one i like that they brought back legolas i know that's not a popular choice because oh, i think it's awesome yeah, oh, yeah i thought it really worked for the story like the way it ended um <clears throat> i'm growing on martin freeman as for Bilbo, every time I watch a movie starring him as a Hobbit, really, so. I when I, I I got on board with him when I saw The Hobbit again. I, I didn't see it for since it came out in theaters, and I got the extended edition. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched again, his performance is so nuanced and so yep. it's really good. Yeah, wow. Um, because and especially when you when you watch his growth as a character in it, I think people have the raw I don't know but when you watch it he starts so scared and so timid and then he slowly gains his courage and then the payoff in um, the desolation of Smaug is, is, uh, Smaug is so is, is genius and yeah. I, I, I really really enjoyed yeah. the journey I yeah. liked it I can't wait for the third one some um, say it was unexpected I mean, God damn it! I can't. I can't wait for Hobbit Three: The Enforcer. It's 
Fourth one's going to be called Hobbit 4, Sudden Impact. <laughs> Hobbit 5, The Deadpool. Nice. Um, I can't believe I went that far without forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also watched American Hustle, finally. Um, what did you think? I really, I, honestly, like I didn't get what everybody was you know, jerking off about so much. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you mean you didn't see all like the fact that every woman had a dress that just was No, no, I meant like, critic I meant critically. There was clearly plenty of things to tug it to in that movie. <laughs> oh, <God damn>. <laughs> <laughs> um no, um I I just didn't I the cast is great, the yeah. acting's great. I actually thought Bradley Cooper was really good in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh playing like I playing like this kind of like up down kind of bipolar guy <laughs> with his emotions and whatnot, but he's also got that emotional arc with his mother, like living with his mother, and he's so sexually like kind of repressed and not free. Yeah. Um. But the story was it reminded me a lot of the informant, the the movie The Informant by Steven Soderbergh, which I think is a genius film. And if <laughs> American Hustle had come out before The Informant, I pro I may have a different opinion, but I love The Informant so much that this movie just kind of felt like a rehashing of it. Or at least David O. Russell saying, I want to be like Steven Soderbergh. Mm, so. I didn't get that at all from it. I don't know. Because like, I, d- I never got the, uh, in the informant, Matt Damon plays the aw shucks kind of guy. And I never got yeah. the aw shucks kind of guy. No, in, no, it's just uh, more the story. I mean, I will say that the performances in American Hustle are fantastic for what they are. Um, like, Amy Adams is wonderful in the movie. Jennifer Lawrence is great in the movie. She's always good. Like, I've never really seen her in a movie that I didn't like. Um uh, Jeremy Renner, I actually like Jeremy Renner a lot in this movie, and I'm glad he's getting other roles. And Christian Bale um, kind of looked like my dad after he let himself go, so it was kind of creepy. <laughs> um, it just—I I mean, I don't know if that's a fat suit or if that's a, like a shit ton of weight. Oh, he put on it's a, shit, a ton of it's a shit ton of weight. He's crazy. I've heard he's yeah. a meth. He's gonna die. So. <laughs> he's gonna die. I'm not. That's I'm with not a kidding. cheeseburger in a bathroom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they found half of the cheeseburger still in his mouth, uh, with no Leonardo DiCaprio to save him. Oh. Wolf of Wall Street. Anybody? Yep. Uh, no? I'm good. And um. <laughs> still <laughs> funny. Just makes me sad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I uh. Uh, I only saw two other films this week. I saw um, uh, Man of Steel again. Hmm. Still think that that movie is brilliant, especially if you watch it from the idea that it's an alien invasion movie and not a uh, uh, Superman movie. And if you watch it that way, it ends up being kind of cool and fun. But I think that that's more of a a Snyder thing or a, a Nolan thing, and that Snyder's going to be uh, a little bit more fantastical with Batman versus Superman. So I'm excited to see what he does with it afterward. Um, and then the only other film that I watched this week was um, I, wa- I went to, back into some Halloweens because I was listening to this critical review podcast of different Halloween movies. I watched um, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. That's um, right. Once again, Donald Pleasant's very, uh, <laughs> very, very out there to look for evil, but somehow never there to really help anybody. <laughs> oh, my God. The mailman just scared the shit out of me. There are still <laughs> mailmen in this world? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're actually zombies. Careful, you might just have a gun. Are they, are they electronic? Like, do, do they look Reggie. like they do on the computer? Oh, Weirdo. Get hey, over poor, here. Poor Reginald. Is I know. So you're excited hey, no, about that, dog, that dog is protecting you. Cause, yes. Because, you know, Lord knows, the mailmen, they're, they're still as sneaky as they ever were. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and um, some of them might be zombies. <laughs> that's yeah, true. Um, but, no, Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers. Um, 
I, as far as the Halloween canon, like, I guess I kind of decided at some point I'm just going to start rewatching all of these. That film is not as bad as I think uh, it could have been. It's definitely not as bad as Halloween 6 is. No. Uh, well, yeah. the, the one cut of Halloween I've six. never seen the producer's cut. I'm still trying to find it for yeah. you. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think why, where Halloween 5 gets silly, that's the one where he's like... Tina. <laughs> well, that, and isn't Tina's he floating the down a river and then he gets into a shack at, and yeah. he gets nursed back to health? That didn't, that didn't bother me as much as Tina. <laughs> She's the most annoying person in a Halloween movie ever. Like, I don't think I've ever wanted to smack somebody that hard. Well, see, because, too, I think the reason Halloween 5 isn't as successful is because I think Halloween 4 is one of the best sequels. It is. Um, because, they one, they squandered the ending of it. Yeah. And, two, and then they gave that goofy psychic link between him and Jamie. Um, the stuttering and the stuttering pirate kid. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know where he is, but I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some suspenseful moments. And it's, the same thing with Halloween 6. Uh, I think there's some effective moments in it, but... Uh, Halloween Five is all right. Halloween Five had a uh, it's that weird uh, trap that Loomis has from Michael. It's like mouse yeah. trap or like something like <laughs> out of a. I think Mustafa Khad saw a Home Alone movie or something and was just like, <laughs> "Let's make Michael Meyer Halloween Home Alone Boogeyman trap." Because <laughs> he talks like that's so. Michael. Mike. Mike. No. Ah. <laughs> there you go. Um, it was it, overall though, like fun little slasher flick from the eighties. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, I did watch one more. I watched Crystal Lake Memories. No, that's a great one. The Jason documentary, eight close to like what six, five, six hours. I think it's seven and a half actually. It's something that it's long. Crazy. And the thing that stuck through with me throughout the entire <laughs> documentary um, was Corey Feldman telling the story of Jason because. Yes, it's dramatic and whatnot, but I'm watching that and I'm going, Corey Feldman's explaining how Jason Voorhees works to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, those... it's like watching Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart did this six-hour documentary on MGM <sighs> mm -hmm. like back in the late 80s, early 90s, and it just starts off with him in this Art Deco set looking through a telescope, <laughs> and he just goes, Ah, the stars. <laughs> I've never been there. Only through watching them on my local silver screen. And then he just starts talking about MGM awesome. as if though he's a high on ecstasy. At <laughs> one awesome. point he's in an Art Deco jungle and he goes, audiences loved jungle pictures. <laughs> just, you can't help but like laugh your ass off. So That's what I saw. Now I'm going to watch that documentary You know, I, I really want to get – I keep on going to Trademark and I hope – that Corey Feldman's autobiography entitled Choreography is, <laughs> is going to show up used one day. Really? Yeah, it's true. I, I'm buying 10 copies of that book. Yeah. You know how I found out it existed? Um, my wife loves this one guy who writes Wally Lamb, <laughs> and he was doing a reading and a signing of his newest book at the Tattered Cover Highlands Ranch, which is a great store. Mm -hmm. um, I was there, and I was just – because I was just – fucking around while she's waiting in line to get his autograph or wait to whatever meet him and i was in the biography section and i was skimming through and i went er, eh, choreography and i pulled up sure enough Corey feldman written by Corey feldman with that one hairdo that he had where it's like the one the like curl, the, the curl, curl the split curl, curl, that, curl that came down to like here yeah. <laughs> he, he's so scary he knows he's not a dancer right yeah but it's a clever play on words i was actually reading no the, no no it's not yeah it is <laughs> He's James, you, you have to look me in the eye right now and tell me that if somebody came up to you and said, I, I've got an autobiography for Corey, Corey Feldman and it's called Choreography, you wouldn't go, fuck you, take my money. <laughs> 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 See, here's the thing, though. It's like, 
it's like twenty bucks. Answer. I'm not yeah. gonna spend twenty bucks on it. No, yeah, but, I, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll definitely wait till it goes to used. Yeah, when it's yeah. used and it's four bucks, dude. If I'm my money is equal I'll buy it along with a copy cents. of Me by Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's pretty. <laughs> Brad, what'd you watch this week? <laughs> Uh, not a lot. Uh, I've been still watching Law and & Order, and boom, boom. a couple weeks ago, jump, jump. I keep forgetting to say that I watched all of Parks and Rec. Oh, wow. Right. What'd you think? Yeah. Uh, the first season blows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in the second season, it finally gets good when Tammy first shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it's awesome. And uh, Ron Swanson's like one of the best TV characters ever. Really? Yeah. I rarely watch the show, so I don't remember his name, but what's the name of the guy who hangs out with these, Aziz Ansari's character all the time? He has a line where he's like, I got run over by a Lexus. Oh, that guy. I don't know his Raphael, name. Raphael Rufio or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like Raphael or something. Raphael or something like that. Yeah, that I love those episodes when he's in it. And they did this uh, Spider-Man fan video where they cut the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man teaser trailer to that character. <laughs> and it shows Spider-Man swinging and you just hear, I got run over by a Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> So. I love it though. And you're right, Ron Swanson, one of the best TV characters. Oh, it's on, amazing. Around. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Offerman's a genius. Hmm. I've so. never, I've never taken the time to watch it because I yeah. really don't like Amy Poehler. Oh, I want to just sit down and watch it all in yeah. a row. It seems like a show that I want to watch it all in a row, not just like that's how I did The Office. So yeah, that's how I did this too. And yeah, it was after that first season, which is only six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, what do people see in this? And then my friend John told me to stick with it. I was like, okay. And then, yeah, that Tammy episode happened. And <laughs> the effect he has, she has on Ron Swanson is hilarious. <laughs> so That's good. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I always mean to, but uh, yeah. For something like holds me back from watching it. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. I think uh, the stigma that I had with it was it was they they made it look like it was going to be another office show. Mm-hmm. And though, and But as you watch it, yeah. obviously it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not like there's a documentary crew. It's just like... It's just a show it's, that breaks the fourth it's just, wall. It's just shot yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah, it's just shot similarly, and it, like you said, it breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. So. That's it? That's it. Oh, wow. Oh, when you said not much, I didn't know you meant like That's what I meant, not much. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, wow. I saw Predator last week, but I mean, nice. we talked about yeah, Predator. We also 20. saw Last Action Hero. I was just oh, yeah, going to say, we watched <laughs> Last Action Hero, um, which I have not seen. I hadn't seen probably since I was 12. Yeah, what do you think? I so never seen it again. Uh, that movie's fan fucking tastic, isn't it? <laughs> I still man, need to, I still need to watch it. Oh my it? gosh! Oh, I think man. we talked about oh. it uh, two weeks ago. I haven't seen it. No. Oh man, yeah, yeah like, meta movie. <laughs> oh gosh, and I, yeah, Love I meta. had such a great time. And I, I, I think there are things that like aren't perfect about that no, movie no. at all. I, I um, think it's I, like I said. I think it's twenty minutes too long. Yeah, I, I think it goes on a little too long. Yeah, yeah, and some of the action scenes I think are. Um, a bit sedated for how crazy the idea is. Yeah. Like, like the whole thing with the crane and all of that, mm-hmm. it just feels not quite as as huge and bombastic as it should we're be for free. a movie where the idea is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this guy is not dead! <laughs> yeah. Like like for, for a movie where there's, a, there's an animated cat and it's about a kid who gets sucked into an action movie when the action scenes are like, oh, all right, you know that that's sort of disappointing. Well, don't forget, it's also um, 1983, and you've no. seen way cooler shit since then. <laughs> right? No, 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 I, no, and I know, and I know, I know, I know. I I just want to get it out there for like for people like Zach who are going to see it for the first time. Um, that it is, it's the idea and the characters that are and the and the humor that is so great. Um, and fuck that the villain in the in the trench coat that is awesome. <laughs> that guy, yeah. that guy is scary any time period ever. Um, he's like he's the thing nightmares are made of. Um, <laughs> Well, that's I a, think too, that's I, what C.S. Lewis said that about the the the, um, the ring wraiths. So I'm, I'm stealing I think, that. I think people still don't get it though. It's yeah. it's it's a movie that's making fun 
it's so self-aware yeah. that even Shane Black, who wrote the movie, is making fun of himself in the movie. Totally. He has lethal weapon moments in it. Even he's has got, like he's got the, the lethal weapon phone. music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's two oh, days to retirement. I'm getting too old for this shit. That's yeah, it. yeah. I I still think one of the greatest Arnold moments, him as an actor too, is that he's able to make fun of himself being in movies while he's in a movie of about him being this large than life right. action star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I love the scene where he says, you know, he hands that kid his badge and he says, I don't think there's... Like, you don't understand. You just solved the whole case and all my years in hostage negotiation, uh, terrorists, uh, crime scene investigation. All I have to do is drive around a neighborhood, point at some house and say the bad guys are in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great. It's, and it's, it's, it's not even like there's a lot of jokes like that that are very obvious. And then there's a lot of stuff that's just really like the fact that there is an action scene in the, um, you know, that like sewer system, the runoff, mm-hmm. the river runoff thing that is in Terminator three or Terminator two. And, mm-hmm half of the action movies ever made it's in the core for god's sake yep. um the fact that there's an action movie there at all is funny in its own right um that yeah that movie is just it's brilliant is there a blu-ray of that yeah i own it all right i need to get me one i'll have to check it unfortunately out. Yeah. it only has a theatrical trailer on it god damn it Why? no they've never released a special there's a book about a how that movie bombed I, I forget the name of the book and i should buy it but it's literally a book about the, the last marketing. action zero <laughs> probably just probably what it's called yeah um but how they bumbled the uh the marketing for it and it was one of the most expensive movies ever and it uh, it's interesting what a shame wow. i'd like to read the book before i watch the movie <laughs> i don't know it sounds weird. it's like watch it it would be like reading that book about the room before watching the room <laughs> i just read before we started that james franco is going to yeah, direct a movie a, about the making of the room really that's yeah. that sounds amazing <laughs> I, I had not heard this yet man <laughs> James Franco. Would play, who's going to who's going to play uh, Tommy Wiseau? I'm hoping Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh, it's oh my god. <laughs> oh, hi <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> I that's that if he can pull it I cuz I've I've seen that guy in real life. If he can pull it off, that's an Oscar winning performance. It's either that or you know or you know who they could get. Uh Danny McBride might be a good Tommy. They'd have to get him in shape, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could definitely He's see he's got the weird he yeah, he could do the weirdness. Yeah, he could definitely um, do that. I don't know. I, I would else, almost though. see them going with a serious actor. Channing and, Tatum. And playing it No, <laughs> no I mean like a like a like a Sean Penn. Oh, Sean Penn actually, could do it. That could work. You'd have to and I fucking Why hate would he do it? <laughs> I have, I fucking hate Sean Penn because he's a pretentious douche and he's not that good. He just likes to. But hit, just because he likes to hit Sean people Penn. doesn't mean yeah. he's a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see him? I've seen I Am Sam. It's not That's a good movie. Unfortunate. Yep. Uh, Super Bowl. Coley, we can let him go. Yeah, Super Bowl was last week. That wasn't very fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Top Gear came back this week. Uh, the first episode so far is really good, but the big thing is yeah, I've been watching through my list of shame movies. I, I actually, I've been really enjoying this, and I've got so many of them now, and the list is actually getting longer, faster than it's getting shorter. Um, so it's so really I was going to watch on. two. What? What? <laughs> what? The list is getting longer, so I said it's turning them on. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. Anyway, um, can you loyal listeners find out the hidden penis joke that Ryan gave us today? <laughs> <laughs> I say I hit it right on the head. Send no! your, send your uh, later, letters to the non-prize Marvel fan club, care of Stanley. Oh, <laughs> we should give out non-prizes. And um, people loved it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We used to hand out these things called <laughs> um, Spider Friend. <laughs> 
So I only get to cross one thing off my list this week, but I think uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing like at least two a week. Um, this week, this is one of the early ones that we, that was put on the list, uh, especially around the time that Wolf of Wall Street came out, because this is a Martin Scorsese movie that I've always thought like, damn, it's really a shame that I have not seen. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, so I bought the Blu-ray of Raging Bull and finally took the time to watch mm. it. Um, and I talked about this back when we talked about The Wolf of Wall Street, and I believe it wholeheartedly now, which is that I don't think Martin Scorsese is talking to me. Um, I don't I don't think... I think that, like... I think the stories that he tells, the characters... Sorry he doesn't make movies for you, James. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Wait, wait, what do you want? What do you want me to do? I'll do anything. No, no. What I'm, what I'm, I'm going to keep making movies until I die until James <laughs> likes one. Camera left. Camera right. Come on, James. James, tell me what you want. Do you want me to put Matthew McConaughey in it again? I'll do it. <laughs> my two. My two. <laughs> Back to the island. <laughs> Exclusive on Slash Film, Martin Scorsese accepts deal to do Mud 2. <laughs> I, just, I just really like the story, and please, James, like me. <laughs> no, what I mean is um, that he's fantastic. Raging Bull is absolutely gorgeous. But I think that the stories and the characters that Martin Scorsese is interested in and is interested in telling uh, are not stories or characters that interest me at all. They're, um, they're basically the people he grew up with. Right, and that's the thing. I, if that's true, he grew up with the biggest batch of assholes on the <laughs> yeah. planet. Uh, I don't like Raging Bull. Yeah. Is is the the is the end point? So here. do you regret um, the Blu-ray? No, no. I mean, I I don't. Because like, it's not the whole I think point. Trademark's getting a new <laughs> <laughs> a new Blu-ray. Um, and we I have to the, announce it in advance. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, basically, like, I just think that Jake uh, Lamada in in that movie. I don't know about how he is in life, but. If that movie is accurate, um, he's a fucking asshole, and I don't like him, and I'm not rooting for him. And and unlike Rocky, where I want him to to overcome the challenges by the end of his challenges by the end of the movie, um, I really don't give a shit what he does because he is such a fucking asshole that I just I'm never in his corner. Mm. But, huh, huh. That's uh, why I didn't, I didn't do that. On, but yeah, um, yeah, sure. But, but I like Raging yeah. Bull. But um, I don't like the character. You're right. Yeah, and, th- and that's the thing. Like, without that character, I don't know what the- what else I'm supposed to be holding on to. Um, you're just kind of watching a man like kind of slowly sink into it, it sink into mediocrity. That's why I've always mm-hmm. seen. You know, look, look at the last shot of the movie is just him looking at the looking at the mirror, just like kind of same as same as Boogie Nights. It's people just falling into what they're most comfortable with, or falling into self identity, finding out who they are, like. Lamada's Lamada's got a torn side. Like you know, he starts accepting that people see him as a monster, but even though that may not be how he sees himself. Yeah, I think the difference is that with a movie like Boogie Nights or Inside Llewyn Davis or in or you know those are those are movies where when those moments come up, I've been rooting for that character the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I I do want them to overcome, and so even if they don't, at least that way it it means something to me because I was related to that character. Mm-hmm. It's not that the it's not that I'm like, well, I don't want to ever see a movie about a, somebody who self-destructs. I do. I like those movies. Um, but I, I, I have to want them to not self-destruct. So what, Whereas, honestly, halfway through the fucking movie, I wanted him to just be done. So, I wanted him to give up and the rest of the movie just be like him learning to not be an ass to his wife. Okay. Like, sorry, I, I, I just had a thought and I wanted to pitch it. Yeah. I'm glad no, no, that you go ahead. said the rest of the <laughs> Sorry, I'm glad that you said that because it reigns back my question a little bit. Would you say that there's a point and this could go to any of you guys too. When, when you watch a movie, where you stop rooting for any characters and just start watching it as an idea of, oh my god, this is the most interesting thing happening in the world right now, and I have to watch it because that's how I watch every Wes Anderson movie. 
There are characters in Wes Anderson movies I do not like. I do not like Fantastic Mr. Fox until the very end. Because mm. <laughs> I, I think he is kind of a... He's a crazy, eccentric, shitty dad. <laughs> um, Absentee father. It's a theme in all of his movies. And I yeah. don't like any of his main characters. And yet, I still, I somehow still end up rooting for him because I like seeing what's unfolding in front of me a little bit. I agree. And I think the difference there is that... Um, the story being told and the way it's being told is so interesting. Okay. Um, that that it is really entertaining. So it's kind of like that, a fifty-fifty thing for you a little bit. Like yeah. Um, you can ex- you can you say it's good, but you also think that it's yeah. Like if the story had been one where the events unfolding were also really fascinating, that I was invested in the plot mm-hmm. at least, then okay. Um, but I think the plot is fairly threadbare and is really just relying on that character throughout the whole movie it's really a character driven piece and when i don't like the character it falls apart Um, like you know we talked about the counselor earlier the counselor is not a movie where i really like anybody in it um it's a movie where people do bad things they make shitty decisions and they get what they probably deserve Mm -hmm. um but the story and the mystery uh, of what's going on is really interesting and that drives me through it um and and that's sort of what i'm attached to by the end, when all that stuff starts to fall fall down, and I start sort of learning the lessons I'm being taught, right? Um, I'm learning them in relationship to the plot and to these characters that sometimes I I am rooting for. Like Michael Fassbender's character is is sort of stupid, um, or or he makes poor decisions, but I am kind of rooting for him because I don't realize he, how bad his decisions were till the end of the movie. Really, okay. Um, I, I see what you're yeah yeah. I also um, see what you guys are saying. He talks too much now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, no, I, well, agree I think with you. here's the thing. I, I think I need to to, uh, to explain this one because, like, I'm I'm gonna get some shit from people when you know they're like, re- yeah, Robert re- De Niro's gonna you- come break down the door and kick your ass because you didn't right. like that or American Hustle. And he's like, <laughs> right. talking about my movie. You talk- <laughs> talking about my movie. About There's nobody movie? else around here except for Ryan. Yeah. He's my friend. <laughs> yeah. He even likes Meet the Fuckers, but you, your problem. Uh, I don't. It's just I, you I don't in a like corner going, "Hi, oh, no, Robert." Hey. No, Meet the Fockers uh, is horrible. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Meet the, um, I liked Meet the. I didn't like the Little Fockers. The the. Oh my the god, that's one. right. There were three of yeah, those. Yeah, I liked Meet the Fockers compared to whatever that third movie was. <laughs> Had Harvey Keitel in it, and I'm like, two Scorsese people can't be in the same place at the same time. <laughs> Outside of Scorsese movie, this is bad. <laughs> Universe. How many miles can we get out of the joke, Fokker? <sighs> They see like they'll put a, put a movie out like that, but they won't release a movie with the title "A Couple of Dicks." Like, yeah, right. I'm saying Cop, or that's the best Jack movie. and Mary make a porno. Yeah, the, yeah. The, exactly. The same year that there was a movie called, or that they wanted to make a couple of dicks, there was a movie just called uh, "Good Dick." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Anyway, that's what I watched this week. So cool. James uh, further on American. Uh, James brought up the Super Bowl. I was so disappointed in the Super Bowl that I watched tons of shit. Because my... my I, sorry, I want to tell a really quick story that my my old boss at work... Don't bring up the Super Bowl. No, for the same reason. He didn't like the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. so halfway through, he and his wife left, and they went and saw I, Frankenstein. Oh, <laughs> because they needed to get something... Like they, and it was, Apparently, they, they actually had a really good time with it, because oh. they were going to watch something bad. Oh, like well, they, I guess if you can go from... I, Frankenstein wasn't as shitty as a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right, that's what, that was mean, what yeah, they were saying. Saying, yeah. Um, so I, I watch Sports Center. That's my way. I I unwind for the days. I watch Sports Center. I yeah. didn't turn on Sports Center all week because <laughs> like hey, the Seattle Seahawks is Dr. Russell Wilson. Is Manning done in Denver? Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> uh, what's Manning's legacy? Uh, still the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Like, I mean, it could be Dan Marino. You know, his last game, they lost, what, 63 to 6? 72 to 10. 72, something like <laughs> something that. Like well, between, but is he still between, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Yeah. Exactly. Between those two, we give the award to the one who starred in an Ace Ventura movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Snowflake. <laughs> so I watched a lot. I watched the, uh, the first eight seasons of Bates Motel, the first season. I saw most of the episodes, but I must have missed some in the middle because I don't remember shit from them. Uh, really? Yeah. How did you feel about the conclusion? Uh, I haven't got to the conclusion yet. Um, okay. uh, I think oh, I have did, to watch Didn't you watch it on TV? Maybe I did. I, thought, I don't know. It's I weird. thought you told me that you'd watched it before because that's when I started watching it was right after I think you I did. Again, because when I was watching the first season again, I must have missed some episodes because – and they're on my DVR, so I don't know how I missed them. But hmm. I'm watching – I don't remember the shit in this move, in this show. Yeah. Um, but I will say that uh, Vera Farmiga is really good in it. Oh, um, yeah. She grows so, on you throughout that entire Because series. you can see or, her passive aggressiveness and her instability and her sanity. Um, I think everybody in that show is Oh, great. yeah. And even Freddie Highmore as Norman Bates. Oh, which God, really, he's, he's my favorite Norman right now, even more than Anthony Perkins. Well, when you watch ways. him, um, <laughs> he gets some of Anthony Perkins' mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. he's clearly the watched Psycho he, a couple times. The way he sits and everything. Um, so I, I'm enjoying that. Um, Do you always find it weird that they're always watching old movies? Because I don't <laughs> know what time period this movie, this show is supposed to take place uh, I in. Think it's I, th- I think it's modern. I think it's modern, too, but all all the TV channels only have... Roy Ro- Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire yeah. movies. <laughs> I think that is all very intentional. I think it's supposed to be a little unsettling. Like mm-hmm. you're not really supposed to know what the rules of the world are because so you don't know where to put it, when the, to place it. The next kill scene is going to be over the audio pod. Me, may I have this dance? <laughs> 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 um, I also watched uh, Predator Two. They got that on Blu-ray. It was another one. I, I love when I go in. And I find Blu-rays for four dollars for movies I loved as a kid. Yeah, I watched Predator 2 as a kid. And, um, and here's the thing with Predator 2. It's, there's some really cool moments in it, mm-hmm. but it also is kind of silly at points. Yeah. Uh, where the Predator you know, sticks up his spear and he gets electrocuted by lightning. Mm. Uh, uh. I don't know what that's doing. I mean, it's a cool scene when he's on top and just screaming. Um, Gary Busey's really good in it. He's good uh. in everything. Yeah. Let's face it. <laughs> um. there, there's your killer. There he is right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, <laughs> It, it's just it's a fascinating movie um i haven't seen it it's a lot vi- more violent than i remember i remember it oh being yeah kind of violent but it's a pretty violent movie like the whole thing with all the like the hook the hose and the pimps or the whatever those people in that in that lobby are that, mm-hmm. that when you when you find that crime scene it's gross it's awesome um yeah yeah it, i i haven't seen it since like right before alien versus predator came out mm-hmm. for the first time i actually was i finished watching it right before going to the theater to see paul w sanderson's <laughs> his, uh, alien versus predator um, and, uh, I can't remember, like, is there much to Danny Glover in that movie? Like, does he have like a real story? Uh, he's just, uh, like, he's just like the hero cop. He's, yeah. he's a guy who's fighting, you know, the Jamaican voodoo clan and the, the Puerto Ricans or something. I don't know who else he's fighting yeah. or the Mexicans. I just, re- um, I remember this being knows. a movie where he just sort of follows the predator. Yeah. And I mean, he does, but you know, he takes off, he's pretty ripped in it like yeah because yeah. people make yeah, fun yeah. of you know oh you know the predator loses to danny glover he's kind of chiseled in that he's kind of like it's it's the same response that i had to adrian brody and predators yeah which i'm like oh wow adrian brody beat up the predator yeah Good for him <laughs> yeah but it's actually i mean there's some pretty cool little bits in it um so they have some inconsistencies too though with a predator character that's a little goofy um, you know, he doesn't kill that one girl because she's pregnant, but she has a weapon drawn on him. I don't remember that. I th- think uh, he wait. would still oh, wait, kill wait, wait, wait. her. Oh, wait, 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 yeah. Wait. 
No, I'm not thinking. Of, I, I might be. Thinking he gets of, off the subway and she goes back looking for uh, Bill Paxton's character. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she has a gun drawn on him and he grabs her and he doesn't kill her because she has a baby. I guess it's unfair. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that seems weird. But uh, the the effects are still really awesome in it. I, was, I think the character design's amazing. I always really liked the uh, the sort of I think it's just fan canon um, that says that all the predators in the predator movies are actually like rogues and that real predators would never see hunting humans as being like fair sport at all. Um, and so like the ones that come to earth are really just sort of the assholes that, that can't get their, their fun hunting anywhere else. Cause they're really not very good hunters. Um, by comparison, so so by comparison to the, like the real predators, you know what I'm saying? They're, uh, they're like the, Oh God, what would be a good comparison for that? They're like, they're like the people who go seal clubbing. <laughs> They're the seal clubbers of the Predator universe. I don't know. You know, one of my favorite comics when on I was younger was Batman yeah. vs. Predator. I love Batman vs. Predator. Have you ever read Batman vs. Predator? No. It's pretty badass. Because Batman, the Predator comes to Gotham and he's killing people. So Batman ha- is, doesn't know who he is. So he's using his detective skills to find out who's killing him. And then when he finds out that it's an extraterrestrial, he uses all these weapons. It's pretty fucking badass that sounds awesome uh, yeah you should pick it up it's not that there's like three of them it's the first one it came out i think right around predator 2 huh um i don't know what i used to have it and i used to read it all the time because there's a badass fight at the end of course this is my you know 14 year old brain it might not be cool <laughs> anymore <laughs> but i remember a badass fight at the end between the predator and batman because turns out it's just them slow dancing <laughs> well no because the predator uses camouflage and then batman used uh i think smoke bombs so the predator can find him either right so he was just using smoke bombs and punching them. It was pretty cool. I've, I've read so many Batman, but I've never read that Batman before. Yeah. I'm sure there's a trait of it. There uh, has to be. I am still waiting for Batman versus Roseanne, so... <laughs> oh, too, oh, I would... <laughs> that would be no... I would, I would watch. I would no. read that. No. No. <laughs> I would read it and Brad, then make Brad it. Brad vetoed that one. Don't ever let that happen. <laughs> I would, I, I'll make it now. <laughs> You're going to star in it as Roseanne. <laughs> that is a terrible choice. <laughs> um, my Jason Statham... Uh, journey continued this week i'm so excited um i watched this movie that i came out last year it's called redemption yeah uh like where, straight to dv or straight to uh, netflix uh no it's actually it's listed on box office mojo i was looking um i think it was just in a few theaters is it with sam uh, jackson or no it's uh he stars as a, a a soldier suffering from ps ptsd really because he's from afghanistan and so he's homeless and then he um He's outrunning these guys that are beating up and killing homeless people, and he falls into this rich dude's apartment, and the guy's gone for all summer long, so he makes it his mission to redeem himself. So he cleans himself up, he gets a job working in a Chinese restaurant, um, and it's really slow moving, and then there's this part in the Chinese restaurant where these drunk uh, soccer hooligans are causing trouble, and he comes out like, oh, fuck, finally, here it is, here's the Jason Statham kick-ass scene. And he punches two of them, and the other guys run away. And then this girl he was dating is killed because she's a hooker by this rich guy who's met at the beginning of the movie. Because that's what rich people do. Yeah. They kill hookers. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, nothing really happens in it. His redemption really? is, yeah, he, like he's trying to be a better person, but then he becomes a gangster and kills people. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Wait, and, he, really? and he bangs a nurse, uh, an, I mean a nun in it. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that when if you, there's when one you, man who could be able to bang a nun, it's Jason Statham. Are you, are you sure you didn't like black out and meld no. two movies together? No, this is the same movie because uh, he finally finds out who killed his girlfriend Hooker, and um, he's supposed to go to the ballet at the end with a nun because a nun is going to go do mission work in Africa, and the nun says, <laughs> "I'm, I'm going to be bad in London," so she, you know, she fucks Jason Statham. So instead of going to the ballet 
with a nun. He goes to this rooftop party, and he says, excuse me, are you Max Harrison? I forget the fucking guy's name. <laughs> and he says, yeah, who are you? And he grabs him and just throws him off the roof. That's pretty badass. <laughs> and then it just turns. Are you Max Harrison? <laughs> are you Rex Harrison? <laughs> I think We're going to make that a character, Max Harrison. <laughs> Max Harrison. Um, Local P.I. <laughs> I also watched a movie called um, Crank 2. Have you guys seen Crank 2? Crank 2! Woo! (laughs) And after I saw the end of Crank 1, where he falls out of a helicopter, hits the top of a car, and hits the pavement, I'm like, how does he live? But it's okay. He gets better. He does. (laughs) I'm like, how the fuck does this guy live? And then... The beginning of Crank 2 starts with him in, like, 8-bit Mario falling out of a helicopter. (laughs) Um, He hits the ground, and then these Asian dudes come out of a van and shovel him off the pavement and throw him in the back of a van. And they're harvesting his organ, his heart, because it's so strong, to give to the Chinese (laughs) warlord Mm. or gangster leader who is David Carradine in in heavy makeup. And he looks like this. Can can we also acknowledge that he meets the most annoying human being on the planet by the name of Bai Ling? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I, I fuck you now. (laughs) I fuck you like Kevin Costner. (laughs) Oh, my God. That movie is so bizarre. It's in its own world. I have right. no idea what's going on, but I laughed at it yeah. because when he gets his heart taken out, he gets an artificial heart. They want to harvest the rest of his body. And so all the nurses like pull up his things like, oh, you got the big cock. <laughs> they have that, this like medical uh, chart of muscles and everything. Then there's this huge dick drawn with like a Sharpie like on it. And he, <laughs> he fucks Amy Smart in the middle of a racetrack yep. that goes on and on and on, but it's blurred out. So you never, never see anything. It's, and then, like, there's that one shot where the horse goes right over Amy Smart, and you can see this big old horse dick. Yeah. It's this huge ass horse dick, and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> it's so oh, bizarre." Man. And uh, I was like, "But well, genuinely better than the first one." Right? I think the first one's pretty fun. I, I think they're but they're I, both in, like you said, in their own world. Yeah. But the, like, because I was wondering too. How, I'm like, how are they? Because in the first crank, they had this ticking clock that he had to constantly have adrenaline, mm-hmm. or yeah. he would, you know, die. In this one, he has an artificial heart. I'm like, what are they going to do in this one? Well, it has to be charged every hour. Yeah, Frankenstein yeah. thing. Come on. Yeah. So it's, you know. Because yeah, there's no battery. He just has to shoot electricity into him somehow. Yeah. That great moment where he's rubbing up against the old woman. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it, it just goes batshit crazy. Like, at one point, it turns into a, like, um, Japanese Godzilla movie where there, yeah. where there's, like, big yeah. animals in suits fighting each other. And there's oh. also a decapitated... Oh, right? And right? Like, right? <laughs> yeah, the, Jap- the, the Tojo, uh, Tojo um, Godzilla movie f- kind of thing with J- big old Jason Statham head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird. And if you oh. look closely, Lloyd Kaufman's at the bottom, uh, like one of the people yelling. Is at it? Him. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, the movie's still fun. I mean, oh, whatever. Totally. It's just, it's so batshit crazy. Like, you... I, I'm not a fan of the first one, but I everybody needs to see the second one just to know what, what that is movie the is. Deal with that severed head in that movie. That <laughs> out of everything in that movie, that's the one thing that I was taken Which aback by. Head? He's like Chelios. Well, oh, Ch- Chelios, yeah. You no, know, it's the one guy at the end because it's the guy who fell the helicopter with him. Yeah. And then it was his brother and he's keeping the head alive so he could see him kill Chev Chelios. Yeah. That's the reason. Yeah, I knew he was in there, but I still like I couldn't believe that it was like a severed head could talk. I'm like, this is the most insane exploitation movie I've ever seen in my life. They are throwing everything in and the kitchen sink. Yeah, it's bizarre. And they have the best 
last frame of a movie I've ever seen, Why, which, is, it? which is him flipping off the screen. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I've oh, seen, with the, yeah, when, when he's, he's on fire. When he's on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, After like fire. having that, and it's all to Ario Speedwagon's gonna keep on <laughs> you. Yeah, it's, it's the most bizarre movies you'll ever see, but they're fun. Yeah. Um, I saw The Transporter, which is actually pretty badass. Have you never seen it before? No. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, in it, he plays a guy who drives. He's like the anti-hero. I don't know if this is a theme in his movies. Um, I thought Rowling Gosling was the only one allowed <laughs> yeah. to drive. <laughs> uh, dude, it's similar to drive. It totally where, is. Yeah. He, he drives around people and he says, I don't know how much it's going to weigh, how far you need me to go. And then, you know, and so the opening is they're robbing a bank. They have one extra guy, so they have to get rid of one. They shoot him, kill him. But he gets in over his head, and the hot girl he fucks. Um, but then there's this really badass fight scene in a bus station where he loses his shirt for some reason, and he beats up all these guys. And then there's this really big guy, and he pours grease everywhere, and he slides across and like mm, punching yeah. him in the balls. And then he takes uh, the bike pedals off a bike so he can walk on the grease, and the other guys can't. Yeah, um, I remember that. Uh, yeah, cool. It's pretty badass. Uh, the transporter too. He is protecting this kid, or he's driving this kid around in Miami. So it's Man on Fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Man on Fire. <laughs> God damn. And so I saw Transporter 2, and he's... Uh, so the first one's called The Transporter. Mm-hmm. Right. Transporter 2 doesn't have the the in front of him anymore. It's just Transporter 2. They were too cool for those. Yeah. So he's prote- he's driving this kid around, and it's actually kind of an interesting story where they're trying to infect people and things like that. But then again, he gets in a fight with this big dude, and he loses his shirt again. He, he uses a shirt. This is like a trope of uh, transporter movies where yeah. he gets in a fight with lots of people. They all surround him, and then they grab his jacket. He twists his jacket off, loses his shirt, and beats the crap out of him. He does do that move a lot. It's the most yeah. choreographed stripper, stripper routine you've ever seen. Exactly. <laughs> but it's still pretty badass. Um, transporter 2 was lots of fun as well. Uh, transporter 3 was okay. Um, I didn't like the girl in it. She was really annoying. Um, I, I, I thought the girl in the first one was annoying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and she's all right. But then again, wait, wait, wait. Is the second one the one with like the blonde chick with the really yeah, short hair? Yeah, blonde chick that yeah. kind of looks like pink. Yeah. Okay, so I don't think I've seen the third one. And then he like kicks her into like the spikes. Is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one, he's in Europe again, and he's uh, taking this package, and it's just phone books. But the girl is really the package, guys. Yeah. And uh, is yeah. it the girl, the package, and all? Of- oh, except for the boy. In the yeah. Thing. And then yeah. he's uh, it, then he has to go see about getting this bomb off his car that's connected to him if he leaves 75 feet from the car he blows up or something this the, again this is the same movie yeah speed it's so it's speed yeah it's, and the transporter. it's crank and it's transporter <laughs> yeah. and so he goes to you know his friend in yugoslavia to get this bomb off or this tracker or whatever the hell they're taking out of the car mm-hmm. and when he gets there oh he's surrounded by a bunch of guys <laughs> who, who rip off his shirt sure. and he kicks their ass and then when he's about to this is because they it's so self-aware he's he beats all these guys up, and he's getting ready to leave, and then this huge guy comes in, and he goes, let me guess, you're the smart one. He says, no, nah, I'm the big one, and then he kicks that guy's ass. Um, <laughs> the most yeah. straightforward oh, conversation I've ever seen on film, yep. if I can remember it correctly. <laughs> so that was my Jason Statham week. The brilliance is they actually improv to those scenes. Yeah, <laughs> God. But here's the thing. I found that I'm actually kind of really enjoying the Jason Statham movies. He's um, so awesome. Not, he's a man. Yeah. He's yeah. a real man. Yeah. Not, I mean, they're not horrible. It's yeah. just, yeah, just, you have just... to do Death Race next. Okay, well, it's, Death Race here. is incredible. I'll watch it tonight. Yeah, yeah Death Race is really De- Death Race is like joy sprinkled with happiness. I've never heard that forms. with a Paul W.S. Anderson movie. We'll see. I, yeah. You get some Ian only... McShane in that deal, too. Yeah. And some Joan Allen. Mm. 
That's rated yeah. PG. Oh, I got the unrated version. Cool. Yeah. It's good. It's the only Paul W.S. Anderson movie that I think I've really liked. Nah, Event Horizon. Yeah, yeah they're all right. Event, oh, Event Horizon is good. Well, see, in this one, are they trapped in something and it's underground <laughs> and the only way you can get out it's is... It's on top of the ground. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's on an island. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like it's, it's a, it's a, a maximum prison. Islands are like the underground of the surface. So in Event Horizon, they're trapped in space on a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil, they're trapped underground. Yep. Alien vs. Predator, they're trapped in a pyramid underground. Uh-huh. Death Race, are trapped in a prison on an island. Yep. Seems like Paul W.S. Anderson ha- feels very, very uh, trapped, guys. Oh, maybe. Trapped I in his own Three movies? Musketeers, so in I don't Mortal know. Kombat, they're trapped in a parallel dimension? Yeah, on an <laughs> island that they can't get out of. In Three Musketeers, they're trapped in mediocrity? Uh, <laughs> I was going to make that joke. Yeah, <laughs> that I one, am winning. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it, actually, Zach and I were talking about it on the way over here. It's horrible. Yeah, um, the, they only... They like, repeat the, the same set pieces. With the exception of Christoph Waltz, it's every mediocre person from the early 2000s thousands you can possibly remember in that movie sweet <laughs> mila jovovich is there orlando bloom is like there her. i'm yeah. not a big mila fan she's horrible she was really goofy at comic-con one year she like answered a question really silly i'm just like this you are you paying attention to the panel <laughs> talk about the movie don't do, do not talk about this <laughs> i can't even remember what it was but i don't know people conventions ask stupid questions oh yeah that's <laughs> true i get driven true. crazy Hell, people at film festivals ask stupid questions. No, don't get me started on that. Oh, my God. Uh, This week, guys, we went and saw the Lego movie. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, should people go see the Lego movie? You know, I I didn't even know this movie existed until about about right before I was about to come back to Colorado to film film our movie. And uh, I saw the trailer for it. I immediately called up Brad and I said, I don't care if I love or hate this. I have to come on here to review this movie because <laughs> I couldn't believe it existed. This film is so brilliantly done <laughs> that I, I, I'll just get it out of the way. I love Batman and I love seeing all these DC characters together in one room because it's the first time we're ever really seeing Justice League on a big screen. <laughs> Closest we'll get for a couple of years. Um, I thought that that movie was so uh, brilliant. It's kind of like the Fantastic Mr. Fox of CGI for me because it's, it's so bizarre and different. And there are moments in the, in, the whole, not in the plot of the movie that are spoilers, but they're just one-off gags. But everything is sewn together so brilliantly. And then to add in what they do for the third act is so incredible. Like you cannot believe that what's essentially a toy commercial is that entertaining. Mm-hmm. So and everybody in the cast is brilliant. The directors, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, or uh, yeah, I believe that's who they are. Um, they are three for three for me because they did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which I was entertained by, more kitty side. Uh, then they did Twenty One Jump Street, which is comic gold, and then this. Like they're they can't do any wrong. So people should go see the movie, yeah, absolutely. James. Absolutely, um, <laughs> James. Should people go see this movie? <laughs> so I was biased for the. From the beginning, because of course I grew up like a huge Lego kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my parents' house has a room full of Legos in it. Um, so you might have I seen s- if you watched Real Nerds Pod Show episode four. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> see. True. Um, and uh, and so from the first trailer, when you saw that there was a space guy with the the old space helmet that was broken in exactly the place that that piece always broke, I was like, okay, they got the details down. Um, and I I don't think that I have just smiled from beginning to end in a movie so much since like Scott Pilgrim. Um, I adore this movie. It is both visually like it's hard to even take in how much stuff is going on. And the story is 
fantastic. Um, I couldn't even believe where they took it. So yeah, it it's not just like a yes, you need to see it. It's a you need to go see it in theaters. I love how this started uh, like three years ago. It's like yeah, we should go see that movie. And now every time we do it, James goes on and on and on about the movie. I love how every film. time that we do this, Ryan has that exact same little sentence about I, like I've never said three that years before. ago. You say it every week. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I like how twenty years from now, I'm just gonna be like, remember this classic real nerds moment? <laughs> 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 Sell those tapes for nine ninety five on the over the phone. <laughs> Brad, you people go see the Lego movie. I don't know if I'd call it brilliant, but it's definitely a lot of fun. And that's all I have to say before we go to the trailer. Cool. Um, I have two words. Everything's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, apartment. Ready to start the day. Jumping jacks. Hit them. One. Two. Three. I am so pumped up. Yes. Overpriced coffee. That's $37. Awesome. Everything is awesome. Oh my gosh, I love this song. It's cool when you're part of the team. Everything is awesome. Ah, no, guys, wait up. <laughs> Where am I? Come with me if you want to not die. What is happening? You're the special. And the prophecy states that you're the most important person in the universe. That's you, right? Uh, yes. That's me. Relax, everybody. I'm here. Batman? Awesome! Who are you here to see? I'm here to see your butt. Oh, my gosh. Pow. Wham. First try. My fellow master builders. Hello. Lord Business plans to end the world as we know it. There is yet one hope. The special has arisen. I know what you're thinking. He is the least qualified person to lead us. And you are right. A house divided against itself would be better than this. Abraham Lincoln. I'm not the special. I'm just a regular, normal guy. You have the ability to be the special because I believe in you. Robots, destroy him! Aloha, loser! We're winging. It's a bad pun. Take him to the melding chamber. Isn't there supposed to also be a good cop? Hi, buddy. Would you like a glass of water? Yeah, actually. Too bad. What? I don't think he's ever had an original thought. That's not true. Introducing the double-decker couch. So everyone could watch TV together and be buddies. That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let me handle this. That idea is just the worst. To the Batmobile. Dang it. To the invisible jet. Dang it. See, I got a better reaction from that, guys, and you guys blabbering on five minutes about the hidden jokes. Fuck you guys. James, let's, just, yeah, James we should just like retire into a corner totally. and just talk no, about the um, <laughs> But what, the, what this movie is about is a, about this everyday man named Emmett, and he is tasked with saving Lego World from Will Ferrell's Mr. Businessman. Lord Business. Lord <laughs> Business. Um, he is a Lego. Is he really? Yeah, he's a Lego. I didn't know that. No, no, yeah. I, I mean Bennett or Emmett is. Oh yeah, in the movie he's a he's a yeah, Lego. Lego. They're all Lego. Characters. Everybody in the movie's a Lego. That's the that's the first yeah. part. It's called the Lego Movie, dude. Everyone knows that. No, it could have just <laughs> been about somebody trying to save Legoland. 
Oh, he's talking. The fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Continue anyway. the review. Oh wait, yeah. I know what he's saying, and yeah. that would be a terrible movie. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, the way the we way have that, to save Legoland. The way that Ryan just explained that you couldn't, you could have taken that as like them all being real people, and that they anyway. Sorry, if they tried to do that movie, I'd be like, we preface the review with we're reviewing the Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> why, would, why would anyone think that we're not talking about Legos? <laughs> Brad, thank you for not uh, making me feel stupid and making these guys uh, or James. Um, anyway, so the movie's really cute. <laughs> Um, there's what I loved about this movie is what I like about a lot of movies, whether it's Hot Shots or Airplane, is they were really well aware of what they were making, mm-hmm. and they made those jokes. You know, the part where Morgan Freeman is talking at the beginning about the prophecy, and then at the end he says it has to be true because it rhymes. <laughs> you know, jokes like that are to make them land it takes real talent and comedic timing mm-hmm. yeah. and that everybody was on board and all the voice actors understood what they were doing there wasn't yeah they're all big stars but sometimes when you see uh, an animated movie Shark's Tale and you have Ugh. really big stars doing it you can tell that's who they are and they, they're only you know saying the lines yeah. right this movie everybody bought into it and I think it, it shows throughout the whole film and what's going on on screen is astounding um it's just incredible how the world is is unbelievable um to get a feel of these characters here's a scene with emmett talking to wild what's what's her name again wild Wild style Style. wild style is that her name or is it uh it's it's a really funny cute scene he's gonna ram us (gasps) give me that piece Rest in pieces. Uh, oh no. Wait, 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 no, no, no. What the? Relax, everybody. I'm here. Batman! What's up, babe? Babe! What? Oh, sorry. Batman. This is Emmett. Emmett, this is my boyfriend. Batman. I'm Batman. That's your boyfriend? Hey, babe. What? Let's hold hands. So, uh... Hey, guys. I think we're about to crash into the sun. Yeah, but it's gonna look really cool. I think that's on there. I don't know, I haven't looked yet. No. Um, <laughs> but I, I do, too, love uh, Liam Neeson's Good Cop, Bad Cop. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And because there's a joke in it that you think would get old where he's like kicking chairs and throwing <laughs> chairs, but it's still really funny. And then yeah. when they get away and he throws a chair out of his like helicopter and he yeah. gets out and that one guy's like, oh, oh, and he starts running away. They never change the camera angle. Yeah. And Liam Neeson's bad cop throws the chair. and He's like, uh, uh, and like 10 seconds later, <laughs> it hits that guy right <laughs> before that. He has my my second favorite line of dialogue in the movie, which is darn, 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 darn. <laughs> 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 Just hearing Liam Neeson say childish things yeah. is hilarious. Wait a minute. Is there supposed oh. to be a good cop, bad cop? Hey, buddy. <laughs> do you want a glass of water? <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Oh, and just the whole, you know, let's lock hands, is, I guess, is a metaphor for fucking. I don't know what it yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make it dirty. No, it was adorable. Yeah. It's because they love each other. Sure. Really? You, can't, you shouldn't love somebody at first sight. You can't love anybody. <laughs> I can't. I'm cold-blooded. Um, 
Yeah, and then Batman shows up. And Batman, Batman shows up. Best part of the movie. And Batman, <laughs> Batman is, as Emmett says, the worst human being I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> you like my, you like my speakers? They're dark. Did you hear the? Did you hear the song that was playing? Oh, yeah, where he's like, brilliant. "Dead parents, super rich." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I want Bruce, that in the next Batman movie. And what's Bruce, so, Bruce Wayne? Who is that guy? He sounds cool. But see, <laughs> he looks like kind of like Christian Bale a little bit, which yeah. I thought was nice. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny too because they have those jokes, and you have it's good for kids because it's really colorful and goofy. Yeah. But adults too will get the humor of. You know, Superman comes in and sees Green Lantern, and nobody likes Green Lantern. They're oh, making fun hey, of so Green Lantern's movie. Nobody likes it, and you have to, it's it's really pretty impressive. Anybody have any kryptonite for me? Fun mm-hmm. little trivia: It's Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill talking yep. to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you get a little twenty-one Jump Street, twenty-one and a half Jump Street. Yes. Uh, and, Honestly, uh, Jonah Hill's Green Lantern better than Ryan Reynolds' Green yeah, Lantern. Yeah, I agree. Hi. Hey, Ruby. Hey. <laughs> I like where he's like, "I got you, Superman." No, no, no. <laughs> Oh, now my oh, hands are stuck. Gum. Now my legs are stuck. Oh man! <laughs> well, and I know this movie worked too because my wife isn't a big fan of comedies. Like she, yeah, likes goofy stuff. But that my wife was laughing in the movie. I knew that this movie worked on a lot of levels. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny just so that quick. we were laughing louder than anybody in that yeah. theater. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, I heard more laughter from our little pocket than any of the. No kids were laughing no. in that movie. <laughs> yeah, and I'm almost worried that like the movie is too smart for its own good because the jokes are. The jokes are really intelligent, and they come so fast that you've really got to be paying attention because they they come and they go, which may have to do with a lot of the fact that they're they're Lego jokes, you know, mm-hmm. like because things will they'll just be like funny little things that'll fly off or you know little details that you can catch. Um, mm-hmm. That I, it almost makes me worried that like a an eight year old would watch this movie and be like, I don't really know what's going on. You know, it's but, weird though. It's still but I think be it'll work. One. Yeah. Still oh no, be number one at the box office. Oh, totally. strange. And I and here, at the same time, I also think that kids are really smart and will get it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's one of those that even for kids, they're gonna want to see it multiple times before they're really like, you know, before they realize what all is going in. Because the same is true for me. Like, I want to go see it again because I know I missed a lot of stuff. Right. Um. It and it's just it's neat to see a movie for kids that is that advanced it made me feel weird because there was this moment in the movie like are we are we in, we're in spoiler yeah, yeah right yeah. now um there's this it's my favorite one of my favorite moments in the movie is uh they're talking about they need a hyperdrive engine in order to uh get to uh, <laughs> uh get to the lord business's building and batman's going like where are we just supposed to what are we supposed to do it's not like a hyperdrive engine is gonna magically appear on some spaceship going are you kidding me and the millennium falcon shows up in the window yeah, yeah. what the great part is too is a Harrison ford uh, Billy D. Williams. Yeah, uh, but do, who's the guy do, do kids even know? Like, do kids like? I think kids these days are more aware of the prequel trilogy oh, than yeah, they are. Probably, the, so but the kids aren't. I don't know if know. kids are going to get Han Solo. Uh, they're going to get. They're, they're going to know. Uh, yeah, they're going to see the the Falcon and know what it is. Well, too, you know, the follow up to that bit is funny too, where Batman's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go party with these guys." Yeah, and yeah. He leaves. babe. If you were going to this relationship to work out, you need to let me hang out with random strangers. <laughs> <laughs> and he leaves, and then they have this moment where. Uh, Wildside is talking to Emmett and he says he was no good for you he was such a jerk and then all of a sudden he's in the background with hyperdrive like hey buddy we're talking about how great you were <laughs> hyperdrive oh, <man>. engine <laughs> yeah it was, uh, it was also it, that great line where they're in, around a bunch of uh, sparkly in the in the uh Cloud Cuckoo Land, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a bunch of like sparkly things uh, dancing around Batman, and he just goes, "I hate this place." <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is like I I genuinely really liked Emmett, like I I thought he was a fun character, and I was really rooting for him. But I 
and maybe I'm stupid, but I honestly wasn't sure how he was ever going to do anything. Like, because they really sell up how much he is just not good at anything and how bland he is. That, like, at a certain point, I was like, okay. Which, fuck those no, characters. Really. I want a double-decker no, couch. No, really, yeah. <laughs> like, how is he really going to save the day? And then, yeah, the double-decker couch, you started seeing it, but you're like, yeah, he's not really doing anything. But uh, the way they work it all in is, is really neat. Yeah, well, yeah, um, because, and the I lesson mean, that they end up teaching can, with that yeah, is cool. Yeah, we can, you know, say the huge twist at the end is... Actually, I, I kind of picked it up really early when they show the hand in his mind mm-hmm. uh, and that hand comes up and i was like oh so humans exist my first thought was like are they not gonna i never believed they were gonna do what they did though really i did i had a really big feeling that um i mean i obviously didn't think his dad was the one who was stifling his imagination yeah but there was someone who was stifling this kid's imagination and what makes you know you know you're worried about emmett but too that you know the kid was emmett and is his right. growing through the whole process of you know, rediscovering who he is. Yeah, you might not be special, but that's because someone told you you're not. Mm-hmm. You have to be the one who's special. And, you know, it's actually really heartfelt at the end where his dad is, you know, telling him, you can't do this, you can't do that. And he's like, why? Why can't you do that? Uh, you can't m- take Legos from a dragon and put them in the city and things like that. It's, yeah. And then yeah. they left the little magical thing because Emmett moves and falls yeah. off the desk. That was a funny yeah. scene where it's you just see him kind of like on... <laughs> moving on the desk <laughs> yeah no it's fantastic that was the most You're heartfelt right. will, perf- will Ferrell performance I've ever seen by the I, way I think it may be the, the thing I like him in the most ever Honest, <laughs> even honestly, as Lord like, Business too. he's funny as Lord yeah. Business oh yeah yeah I think as Lord Business the polish really remover great. of Niall <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh all those names dramatic entrance <laughs> exact zero knife exact zero that took me a while to yeah. get <laughs> oh man yeah it was fantastic and, and then when when poor bad cop draws like sharpies his fa- his good cop face back on um, <laughs> yeah and and visually the movie is just gorgeous oh, it's stunning like the way that you did that animation uh, I, I think because it kind of um, looks stop motiony right and I, I think I, it's I half think, and half I think it's half and half yeah because uh, some of it is very smooth, like yeah. the people move pretty smooth, but um, but things like now the one that doesn't work as well for some reason for me is the ocean. <laughs> like for some reason the ocean was kind of hard to look at, and even uh, Ryan, Rafe and Lisa who were with us said the same thing. It'd um, be a weird three D watch, I'd imagine. Yeah, it kind of yeah. looks a little stilted to me, but it's kind yeah. of like it makes sense for like I knew what plastic. they were going for. It was just hard to make sense of. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, there's just so many details in the background and it's so moving so fast. The fact as a, as a Lego fan, the fact that Octan is the bad guy, mm-hmm. I, uh, I loved that the whole time. Every time I saw Octan on the screen, I just thought, Oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> oh yeah. There's uh lest we forget the most limited movement in the movie comes from one of probably one of the funniest parts of the movie is Morgan Freeman comes back as a ghost. <laughs> yeah. and it's oh just him on a piece of string. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that was <laughs> so I'm trying to tell he, you this because I died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his his creepy ghost is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, my wife wanted to uh, uh, you guys know that her favorite part was when uh Benny built his spaceship. Spaceship. Spaceship, spaceship. Spaceship. As soon as I heard Charlie Day's voice, I was excited, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, good. This, this is going to be good. That was an adorable character. And yeah. You can see, like, you and I were talking about it in the car. It's clear that you can see that the helmet is broken in the place right. that those helmets always break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked like the original 80s uh, space guy. Yeah, yeah. In fact, okay, so I, I have that, that guy. 
um, and his 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 chest is also worn in the way that that piece would wear a lot, uh, um, where like the paint would sort of wear off in a line across. Yeah, it, that. Oh, that so what would it take brilliant. you not to like this movie, James? Because it touched on you so much. It would take a lot um, because yeah, not only is it that I love Legos, but man, I I thought I was gonna get teary eyed near the end. I didn't no, quite. I, I did too. Like, but I, you know, there was a moment where I was like, okay, if you guys push this a little bit harder, you could break me. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it it would take a lot. Um, I mean, they've already announced even, a sequel, so even yeah. <laughs> even the fact like there is a dance sequence, like the ones that I hate in a lot of modern kids' movies. But even that, they are kind of making fun of because mm. you know when the when the construction awesome. guys are doing the everything is awesome song, like that song is kind of making fun of a lot of that silly shit that we yeah. see in in other generic derivative kids' movies. Well, you know who sings it, right? No, The Lonely Island. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, so funny. It makes perfect sense. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. really good. I was like wondering, like, what's that song going to sound like? And they were like, "Everything is awesome." I had, like, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, I had I had heard bits of the song beforehand, but I yeah, I hadn't yeah. looked up who it was. There was that um, great there was a great moment in that movie that like solidified it for me, which was um, you had just done the sound effect, but it's uh, when they're showing how people transported great distances, mm-hmm. and it's just going. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, little. There were funny little details in the end. Sound like design when, in that movie is key. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or but when like they do the 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 wide shot of the top of the building coming off. Yeah. And it's just it's clearly just small Legos. Yeah. You know the way that like little kids would would do that if they were filming it, and then you see the close up of the big one, and it's made of a lot of Legos stuff like that. Yeah. Just really neat, cool details. This is the um, first movie that I've seen that honestly kind of addresses the next generation of filmmakers in a weird way. If you think about it, like that movie looks like a lot of YouTube videos in some ways. Like oh, it looks oh, fantastic yeah. and beautiful, but it also is reminiscent of like all those shorts that we were watching right in front of the Alamo draft house, uh, screening stuff. Right. So I was just like, that's kind of cool. They're kind of like paying homage to like that little movie camera set. Like remember where they had yeah. that Spider-Man, uh, camera one yeah. that you could get for Legos. That was always cool. And they kind of pay homage to it with the little camera turning. Yeah. Ends up being a security camera. But still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, the movie's fantastic. Love it. It's just it man. is. Now here, so here's a question: because you bring up the sequel, would you want them to make a sequel that has Emmett in it, or like, yeah. like would a sequel uh, would a sequel be that same kid fighting his sister's Legos well, or whatever? Or see, would a sequel a duplex. Be, would would a sequel be a different kid's problems and a different kid's I think world? You have to, I think the problem is the only problem with the reveal at the end is the sequel's really hard now. Yeah. Right, because if, now if you've you established that, that it's in the kid's imagination, like you know, yeah. so now the sequel is difficult. Right. Um, I mean, I'm sure they can figure something out, but like they'll make so- they'll figure something out that'll work for what it needs. Yeah. To be. It's not going to be as brilliant as this one was because I mean, we, because, because we don't surprise. have that element of surprise. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I think I. I would be the one to vote that it's a different kid that you yeah. you have a different kid with a different set of problems and 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 maybe that means different stories where maybe it doesn't have Emmett in it. Um, as long as they all have Batman in it, I'm fine. As long, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. As long as they all have like those kind of callbacks the, and characters. The, the, the like quick it. flash to Speed Racer, anybody? When it's, no. it was flashing through all the Lego sets and there was a Speed Racer one. Oh yeah, yeah. you saw I saw oh. that one. And actually, if you look when the Titleist ball. Rolls down that hill in Cloud Cuckoo Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could see Indiana Jones running away from the. Oh, oh really? Yeah, That's you get so so small, but you see him, and he's got the whip, and he's going. Huh. <laughs> it's shit like that. I need to go see this movie again was, right now. I liked it. Was it? I don't know who said it in the movie, but they go Titleist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next week is Valentine's Day, guys. What's our date movie? 
RoboCop. <laughs> is RoboCop next week? I think so. I've seen it on Wednesday. On Screw you guys. Uh, is it, well, I didn't know fine. RoboCop was next week. I actually I'll hold, high, I'll uh, hold hands in the theater with Ryan instead. Cool. So. My Predator 2 came with Brad, a free ticket to RoboCop. Fuck really? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um... There's no really. There's no romantic comedies or like. There's no yeah, there Jerry is, Marshall. Be, yeah. There's a Kevin Hart one. Of fucking, <laughs> Again? <laughs> of course. I'm, there I'm serious. Is. It's called like. Uh, they showed previews for it like last year. I forget what it's called. But we, about last night. About last night. Okay. Yeah. The only, wow. oh, yeah. It's a remake of a really good movie. Go see the original one, guys. <laughs> so uh, or go see RoboCop. Yeah. Or yeah, RoboCop. <laughs> so we'll be seeing RoboCop. That'll be awesome. I was worried there wasn't gonna be a movie I wanted to see, but now I know RoboCop is there. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah, I think we're through a lot of the drought. Yeah, I think so too. It's starting to pick up. Yeah, yep. it's all uphill till we get to Captain America. Yes, Captain America, and then what else is coming? Out? Yeah, I guess that that is technically the first big release of the year. Mm-hmm. Can't think of anything for March. Yeah, three hundred looks interesting. Now that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks interesting. Looks okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Check it out. Bye. Bye. Suck my balls. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. So, especially if you, if, you ju- if you just don't fiddle with it, James, just leave it how it is. You're always fiddling with it. Quit fiddling with it. No, it's because you changed. You shut you up, Lord volumes. Business. <laughs> some days, uh, some Brad can change my vo- levels in post. <laughs> I, Thanks, I can too. <laughs> we can make you. We can make you sound like different people. Like you could literally like just do lines from other movies. One week just I should just change the pitch the and like we'll have girl so voices like through the whole Alvin show. And the chipmunks. Uh, <laughs> your chipmunks. As long as I am not suddenly a whole lot louder than everybody else. That'd be the that'd be the strangest ninety minute. I would have to eat a pu- couple pot brownies for that one. <laughs> All right, I think we're gonna go. You don't need to do drugs. I don't need to, but Thank it's you. legal here now. <laughs> well, it would sound normal to you while you're doing it. Like it would be later when you listen to it again that we all have chipmunk voices and you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Sweet. Then we could slow it down and sound like the devil. This is real Shut up, James. <laughs> all right, all right. Now it's blown out. <laughs> oh, great. Now what's your computer doing? It's just opening Chrome. Don't freak out. Son of a bitch. Sorry, I forgot the title for this week's episode. Yeah? Brickin' awesome. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Wait, how do you know we all like it? I'm pretty sure you guys liked it. <laughs> <laughs> because I was fucking sitting next to you. That's yeah. how. <laughs> Brad, Brad probably already knows. Oh, he that's right. my Brad. Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I saw your thing. I but was just like, did not see that coming. Lord Miller, yeah. three for three. But I saw Thursday night and I left. I was like, yeah, they're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No contest. Yeah. 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 I'm a little biased. but I didn't hear last week's episode. Uh, what did you think of that uh, Efron movie? That awkward moment? Yeah. I didn't see um, it. You should maybe see it on DVD someday when you're bored. Yep. That's not a hearty record. No, it's that not. The most, that no. out of all the reviews that I've heard out of the hundreds of that, the the 130-something episodes that I've heard you guys talk, that is the first time I've heard the most lackadaisical review. Really? <laughs> uh, it's about a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's right. I was
was so glad you ended up making the second poster, which is, I hate Jeremy Renner walking off the plane. <laughs> That's not even an exact quote. The exact quote is, I hate the last three seconds. I don't care. I like that he put mine there. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was going to be my profile picture for a while. <laughs> I was going to try to angle in on it. I hate Jeremy Renner walking off planes. For uh, Denver Comic Con, we should print some of those out as... Uh, it's oh. like American Hustle, mostly shit, and then <laughs> yeah, I love Be- it because James is biased towards that movie. I Either that, that should be the other quote. The other quote should be James is biased <laughs> against this movie. I ended up watching it. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk I, about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll. <laughs> 